Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, this tonight's show uh, really does promise to be one of our most um, highly anticipated shows, a show that we've been talking about doing for a long time now. Um, um, and as the weeks have gone by, last couple weeks, there's been a lot of talk about love. Um, obviously, with the spring season here, um, you know, there's a lot of attention being put around, you know, summer love and spring love and, you know, going down on, you know, to vacations and, uh, you know, a lot of weddings, a lot of engagements, a lot of things going on of that nature, um, you know, this season. So what we want to do tonight is we want to take some time out to talk about the 10 steps to finding love. You know, what does that even look like? What does that entail? Well, one of the things that I did a couple uh, weeks ago is I did a blog that, um, you know, has been you know, posted a lot of different places or a lot of different places and, um, you know, been, been seen by a lot of people, a lot of, uh, generated a lot of conversations and um, about the things on that list, um, you know, in terms of how to find love, uh, things that need to be lost in order to find love. And so we're going to tonight go through um, go through the le- the list, each and every one of them. Talk about um, you know the steps. Talk about what to do, what not to do, um, and we're gonna you know talk about exactly what to do in order to find love. You know, so I, I mean that that in and of itself, you know, would be a you know a groundbreaking show, a monumental show. Uh, but that's not it. That's not all we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about a couple uh, you know current events, some things going on in the media. Um, you know, we're gonna talk about last. Our last live show, which was uh, Tuesday, which is uh, interesting in and of itself. Um, and then also we have several different, um, you know, emotional availability pop quizzes to discuss. These are very, very, very important. Um, and you're going to see how they coincide with the 10 steps to finding love. You know, if we're going to talk about, you know, the, the how to find love from a general perspective, but then, you know, if you're going to have information you have to have actual situations in which you can apply that information to, which is going to help you get a better understanding of, you know, what exactly we're discussing. So uh, we're definitely going to discuss at least at least a good four or five uh, actual situations that will determine um, if you're on the right track to finding love, you know, where you stand as far as emotional availability. And really, just so you know, um, emotional availability has a lot to do with decisions. You know, what would you do if presented in this situation? What would you not do? How would you handle this? Um, and really, those are going to be the decisions that are, um, you know, that will determine, you know, how you're viewed and, and uh, you know, how uh, men will ultimately treat you. So definitely, definitely a lot to talk about tonight. Courtney is here with me as well. Courtney, what's going on with you? You ready for tonight? Of course I am. I'm so excited, so excited. Excited? What you excited for? What you so? Why is this such an important topic to you? I'm excited about every show we do. I'm excited about every show. Right, but um, cool. yeah, yeah. Now you saw some of the um, you know, the uh, pop quizzes. You know what? Are you overall? I mean, we've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Um, over in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group, and um, you know, how do you feel about? These threads, you know, are, are, are the ladies getting a, um, you know, a good understanding of, you know, what to do, what not to do? It's half and half. So, I I see, and some answers are completely off base, and then some are pretty much either the right answer or pretty close. So, um, but what I will say about the quizzes, they're good because 
even if you don't get the answer right, you know, it's good to know the correct way to handle it, that situation. So it's a win-win either way. So I just I want the ladies to not get discouraged if they don't get an answer correct or anything like that. It's it's a learning experience. Right, and that's what I wanted to, you know, is focus on and real quick before we even jump into it. First, let me just put this out there. There is no right or wrong answer. You know what I mean? Like this show overall, just the Data on Tolbert show over the last 10 years, is not here to judge right, to judge wrong. That's not for us to do. That's not for me to do, Courtney, you know, this show, whatever. That's not what we're here for. That's not our purpose. That's our intent. This is not – because you see what I'm saying? Like you can't tell me I was right. You can't tell me I was wrong for doing something because I'm a grown man. I can't tell Courtney what she did was right or wrong, you know what I mean, But because she's a grown woman, right? But the, this is the thing. What we do here is we lay out the blueprint. We lay out a certain game plan for what you want for your life. What we're going to talk about tonight is how to find love, the 10 steps, specific steps to finding love. So you may not handle a situation the same way, but as a man, as a married man, as someone who has had jump-offs, and friends with benefits and women who they had no you know he had no intention of ever marrying or even taking seriously for that matter i can tell you hey this if you're looking for love if your goal is to be on a friday night you know cuddled up watching a movie you know falling asleep passing out you know waking you know what i'm saying like and, and being in love that is there's a certain way that you want to go about that if you want to be found by a true man of god from a biblical perspective there's certain things you're going to do you know what I mean? But does that mean you have to do them? Does that mean if you don't do them, then you're wrong or you're a bad person? No, no, absolutely not. You know, but, you know, shout out to many of the women over in the group who have seen these situations and said, you know what, if I want love, this probably might not be the best thing to do. Or this is how I probably should handle the situation. And if you notice, you know, there are going to be some women who are right, you know, on point and others who are kind of, you know, taking it, uh, uh, you know, in a different direction and most likely have had not so good results. So it's not here to bash those women, but that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? Like we're here to help those people who may not understand or who may have had, you know, different experiences and say, hey, look, this may be a better way to um, to go about it so that you can have a better result and not have uh, – and really do what we're here for is really helping you guys as women avoid, you know, many of the uncomfortable circumstances and situations uh, that you often find yourselves in. So um, all that being said, the phone lines are open tonight, 646-200-0366. There were a number of uh, debates and discussions over the last couple weeks. We actually, you guys don't remember, on my pages, um, you know, in several of the groups that I'm in, you know, I posted the, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, the blog, you know, on how to find love, what to do, what not to do, and many debates were, you know, had were had about it. You know, a lot of discussion. Um, so I know a lot of people were tuning. In. I know y'all made y'all wait a little bit because I went on vacation, took a little, took a little flight out to California last week. So I told y'all that you know one of the next live shows we did would be this one. This is the second live show. The, the first one since I was back was on uh, was on Tuesday. And we had to take some time out and talk about the uh, the Solange and Jay Z fiasco. A lot of people have been hitting me up since then. You know, it's like, wow, you know what? You know, thank you for doing that show. The information that was given was just crazy. It was mind blowing. And you know, and I, I said, I don't know if you guys remember, but if you don't go back and listen to the archives, I said some things, and I don't want to go too deep into it tonight because we have a lot to talk about. But you know, I got in a little trouble 
from after Tuesday night's show. And if you remember on Tuesday, I said, and Courtney and I discussed, I said, you know what, we're going a little too far. There are going to be some things most likely that happen as a result of tonight's show. I'm probably, you know, I said, don't be surprised if you see some technical difficulties after this show. Don't be surprised. You remember that. You remember that, right, Courtney? Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. We sat here on this show and said all those things. And now, as, as sure as we said that, chilling, you know, having a nice little day yesterday, you know, at, came home, chilling, relaxing. And uh, I try to, you know, I log in to my account. Everything's good. You know, I have a couple of accounts. I log into my other account. And it's like, your account has been disabled. I'm like, what? Account has been disabled? What the heck? Corey, let me just ask you a question. Has has your Facebook page ever been disabled, like out the blue? No. I'll ask you guys out there in Radioland, have any of your, have you ever tried to log on to your account and just out the blue, it been disabled. I can almost guarantee you the answer to that question is no. You know what I mean? That's not it. But let me tell you what I had to do. I'm sitting there, I show my wife. I'm like, yo, Danny, what the heck? I can't log into my account. She's like, what? I was like, yo, and I showed her. You know what they, yo, you're not going to, you guys are not going to, you wouldn't even believe this if it didn't happen to me. This actually, they made me take a picture of my ID. I had to go on my wallet, take my uh, my ID, my driver's license. <laughs> I had, <laughs> yo, I didn't even know Facebook had this option. I had to take a picture <laughs> of my driver's license, right? And I had to upload. They even had a little upload thing right there. It's like take a picture of your driver's license and upload it into the system and I had to wait 24 hours for them to verify that I was who I said I was. Can you believe that, Courtney? Oh, wow. That's off the chain. I've never heard of that before. Wow. Listen, guys, let me tell you all something. And the only reason I'm telling you all this is because, like I said, I told you all this on Tuesday before it happened. I predicted it. When you, and I said online, when you speak out, about certain things that are not politically and, you know, socially acceptable, you know, when you speak against, you know, certain icons like Jay-Z and Beyonce in a negative manner, not in a gossipy manner, but in like a, you know, an exposing sin type of manner, you know, when you speak about what the Bible speaks about in regards to music, the government, homosexuality, a lot of things that are, you know, put against the political and social norm. Well, there are people out there who monitor these things. Okay, that's that whole thing, you know, when you looked at, you know, the Boston bombings, you know, right around that time when that's all you saw on CNN. Well, little, you know, lo and behold, you know, Barack Obama and his buddies were passing secret laws. You know, certain privacy laws, certain laws regarding the Internet, certain laws regarding, you know, uh, basically your cell phones and your privacy. And and this is all being monitored. These little radio shows, you know, your Facebook messages, all that stuff is now legally being recorded, being monitored. And when you say something against, you know, the powers that be, as we get closer to that time, as we get closer to the event, if you will – you know, more and more of our liberties are going to be taken away. So, And I'm not saying I'm anybody special. 
but I have been doing this for a very long time. I do have a lot of listeners in a lot of different parts of the world. And like I said, when you talk about certain things that really aren't being talked about like that, there are people listening, and there are going to be people who are pissed off, bottom line. You know, and so I had to, I had to, I mean, fortunately, fortunately, um, we were able to, you know, get the account back up, you know, and this is, and I posted the, you saw the, the post that I put in the group, Courtney, did you, have you ever seen a message like that from Facebook? Never in my life, ever. Right, like, you can't make that up, you know what I mean, like, this, they opened a case against me, and it said, just if you're not on my Facebook, and you should be, definitely follow me if you're not, though, but it says, they even personalized it, hi, Dadon, thanks for verifying your identity, after investigating this case further, what, what case, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> what case, what are y'all talking about, you know, what case? After I, did, I, I'm under investigation by the Facebook police. Oh God! <laughs> After That's investigating hilarious. this case further, it looks like we have suspended your account. Looks like no, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> it looks like what you? No, it just it's it's closed. You you know you locked me out. It says it looks like we've suspended your account by mistake. I've reactivated your account, and you should now be able to log in. I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. If you have any issues getting back into your account, please let me know. Thanks, Facebook. What? Who is Facebook? What do you mean, let me know? Who is me? Who is this Tom from MySpace? Uh, You know, uh, uh, who is let me know? He didn't put his name. He said, thanks, Facebook. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. Thanks, your buddy, the devil. You know what I mean? That's that's who it is. I mean, <laughs> all right. I mean, it's fun. We're laughing. You know what I mean? But this is serious. You know what I mean? This is this is all y'all, y'all realize that, right? You know, sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from crying. You know what I mean? But like, it's very serious. This is spiritual warfare. So, but look, all I say is to say we're gonna keep doing what we do. You know what I mean? And I'm just telling y'all, if they do away with this show, I'll come back with another show. They take me off of Facebook. I'll be back somehow. Just don't don't forget about me. Look out for me. I'll be back. You know what I mean? Some way, somehow. But anyway, while I'm still here, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the ten steps of finding love. You know, let's let's get into it. But before we do it, real quick, I was watching Love and Hip Hop, man. And I just gotta say, I know a lot of y'all watch it and we've talked about it in the past, I think that you know, after the premiere, but you know, Kirk is an absolute psycho. You know what I mean? Like this, this is a wild dude right here. You know, Kirk, Kirk, this dude. First is, and I wonder the reason why I want to talk about this uh, specifically, because right now, you know, he has the whole situation with Rashida, you know, and him questioning the paternity, you know, his paternity of the, you know, of his baby, uh, baby Carter. And one, we a couple of years ago, you guys might remember a ask state on advice question from a from a man about, you know, him having doubts about his child, you know, and, and should he ask me, like, you know, I want to know, I want to love my wife, I want to, you know, uh, you know, I want to raise my son, but I have serious doubts about, you know, whether or not, you know, my wife stepped out on me at a time when we weren't together, you know, should I, 
you know, get this uh, paternity test. And so I thought back about that that uh, that situation from a couple of years ago. Then I see it playing out on Facebook. So I, I mean, on uh, Love and Hip Hop. So I figured I would talk about it real quick. Real quick, I'll ask you, Courtney. You know, put yourself in a man's shoes. Do you feel like you know a man should? Um, you know, you see Mari and all this other foolishness when people are going, you know, getting a DNA test. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like somebody should get a test to see if they're, you know, uh, the, the actual parent? Um, I think it depends. Meaning, it. I, I think it's okay in the case where their spouse or you know significant other, whatever you want to call them, is untrustworthy. You know, and they've done some things. I can see why someone would want to do that. But for someone just to do that out the blue, just to be a jerk, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah, here's the thing with me. I'll be honest, I'm a real guy. I'm a father. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know, here, but I, this is this is my stance on it. In that situation, I mean, Kirk is just a bastard. He, like, Y'all remember when we did that show, How to Avoid Dealing with Low-Down, Dirty Bastards? Remember on the Thanksgiving special we did on how to avoid dealing with a jive turkey? You know, we talked about non-elite men. We talked about a lot of those shows specifically pointing out the worst possible men. Kirk is that guy. You know what I mean? He's a straight bastard. Um, But that being said, you know, at the end of the day, for whatever reason, and probably rightfully so, to be honest with you, because we've talked about why women cheat. We've talked about different situations. He has every right to question the paternity of his, his, uh, you know, of his son. You know, you know. Usually, and in many cases, I've seen it. You know, you guys have maybe seen it. The guy is out there cheating. A lot of times, the couple is estranged, and you know, the woman might, you know, might step out. And you know, like he said, she got pregnant during a time when they weren't necessarily on the best of terms. Hey, I get it. Go, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Got the little cotton swab out, you know. But here's my thing: you cannot have any relationship, marriage, boyfriend, whatever without being able to trust that person 100%. So, that that you can't. That relationship, they're going to be done soon. I mean, I don't even think I need to do one of those official predictions like you've seen me do so many times. I think it should speak for itself. I mean, her emotional unavailability, him being the worst possible man. I mean, clearly, there, you know what I mean, that relationship is not going to go too far. It's already, you know, hanging on one leg. So, but my thing is, you know, he did what he felt like he needed to do, and that's his right. But my thing is, if you're going to do it as a man, if you're going to have those doubts, you should not be with the woman. So to answer that question from a couple of years ago, just to reiterate, to you know, address this situation now, as a man, you have to make a decision. Even as a woman, you have to make a decision. Do you want to trust that person? Do you want to be with that person? Or do you want to know for sure? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you have doubts and you know you don't trust that person, you should fi- – I, I say go, take the test. Go get a paternity test, but then call it a call it quits. Just walk away because you kn- – first of all, because think about it. What you're saying is I don't trust you. What you're saying is I think you're a hoe. What you're saying is I think you cheated on me. Why would you want to be with someone that you think cheated on you or even might have cheated on you? What kind of relationship is that? Why would you want to be with someone who you even have to take a test for? So, yeah, if I've made a decision, you know what, it's a wrap, but I still want to know, is this my kid or not, then, yeah, I'm going to go take the paternity test, but then that's going to be that. And I'll know one way or, you know, or another for sure. But if I'm saying, you know what, I love you, I trust you, I believe you when you say you didn't cheat, well, then 
What do you need to test for? Do you see what I'm saying, Courtney? Yeah, I do. I see exactly what you're saying. With that couple, it's just funny because they're so back and forth. It's like, you know, one minute he's asking for the test, and then another he's begging her, you know, for her forgiveness. It's just a back and forth or, you know, she's acting up or he's out cheating in a jacuzzi with the girls. It's just it's a lot. It's too much, and they just need to call it quits. But my question is, wasn't and I could be wrong because I, you know, I'm doing I'm multitasking. I don't really, you know, watch it like that. I watch it so that I can know what's going on, so that we can, you know, tell y'all and help y'all see things from a different perspective, an everyday perspective. But if if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Brandy one of the women in the hot tub that Kirk smashed off when he cheated on Rashida? Yep, she was. So. If that, so, that's now Scrappy's girl. That's his woman. Huh? Yeah. And, 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 and Kirk is Scrappy's longtime homie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know what's going on here because a couple of weeks ago we did a show on the man code on on man code violations, and I'm just trying to understand how do you wife up. And, and claim somebody that your homie smashed. Like, case in point, we talked about how Nelly is an absolute clown for wifing up Floyd Mayweather's ex fiance. Like, that's just something you don't, and they used to be homies. Like, that's just something you don't do. So, we're, we're just, you know, we're just living in, in different times. But that's, I mean, that's just crazy. Your homie ran a train or, or had a threesome with a known industry hoe. And now you, you you leave your baby mama, and now you you wife her up, and and then you and then you get her pregnant. Oh my goodness, man! Courtney, what's going on, man? What's the world coming to? Oh wow! See, I didn't even know all that. Good, because you don't pregnant. watch the show, which is good. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know what? What's what's Faye just say? What, fix it, Jesus. You know what I mean? But these people need stuff. <laughs> yes, I mean. <laughs> I'm just almost speechless because the, the level of non-eliteness is is on a an, an all-time high. I mean, that's on like a Steve Harvey high right there, man. It's like wow. But look, let's talk about um, how to find love. You know, from a woman's perspective. You know, what can you get? And don't. And I was thinking because I don't want to leave the men out. You know, I don't want to be labeled a sexist. Or as back in the, not so much anymore, but back in the day when people were just getting used to me, when people were just figuring out, like, who is this? Yo, we used to be attacked, like, you know, like people associated with this show and G- Gerald and me and the other guys on Barbershop Talk, we used to be labeled, you know, sexist and misogynist and, like, all types of craziness. So we don't want to leave out the men. Tonight's show, be clear, is for the women. The 10 steps to finding love. Okay? But. What we're also going to do in in a future show is um, for the men, the 10 steps for men to find love, all right? Because this is what we do, you know what I mean? We, If you guys know, we, we, don't, we don't discriminate. I mean, don't get it twisted. We are passionate here about helping women. That's the whole point of this show. But at the same time, we've done countless shows on, you know, teaching black men to be better fathers and husbands, you know, understanding the emotions of black men. You know, uh, I mean, just I mean, so many different. I mean, 
countless shows over the last uh, 10 or so years on, on just, you know, specifically um, how to love a woman, a black woman the right way. You know, shout out to, you know, anyone who's tuned into those shows and heard the archives. But, yeah, that's going to be coming up on a future show. Sound like Mar. You know how they'd be like, yeah, for the results, listen, you know, follow up with us on a on a future show. But, yeah, so we're going to do that coming up uh, maybe in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, let's talk about it, though. You know, let's talk about, you know, as a woman, Courtney, what are some, you tell me, because I got a list here, but, you know, just from your perspective, what would be some of the, the top things to do um, for a woman that just jump out at you uh, in order to find love? I think the first thing that jumps out to me is, you know, developing that relationship with God. I think that's the that's the most important to me, because um, I think a lot of times we, as women, um, you know, the desire is really can be high um, to be in love, and so we focus on finding a man, you know, instead of um, finding God and developing that relationship with him. I also think about um, just having an overall positive personality. Um, I just think of that, like, you know, bubbly personality um, that stands out to me. Um and then also just uh, keeping yourself up, taking care of yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, have your nails done like every week or anything like that, but just be presentable. So you can look good in even like some sweatpants and a sweatshirt, but just you're put together no matter what you have on. So that's what I think. The men listening listening right now are are shouting, you know. They are on the tops of the pews, they're clapping, somebody whipped out a tambourine, they're getting it in because Courtney is touching on some things. You know, I mean, seriously, though, <clears throat> you know, ladies, keep yourselves up, all right? And, and this isn't even on the list yet, you know what I mean? But you, you really want to do, you do want to keep yourselves up. Uh, one of the things that we as men have issues with in today's society is sloppiness, you know, is Slovenliness, you know, we want women who are sexy. We want women because we talk a lot about you got to have the relationship with God, and you know, you got to be emotionally available, and you got to have a great person, and and those things are all extremely important, obviously. But you know, at the end of the day, we want something nice to look at. Also, I mean, we're not you know worldly, we're not materialistic, we're not you know surfacey or shallow. But at the same time, you know, let's be honest, man. You know, we got to keep it's keeping it real Fridays. You know, at the end of the day, man, you got to be beautiful. Inside, my mom always used to tell me, you know, you, you guys have to be beautiful on the inside and on the outside. But you got to be beautiful on the outside. A lot of people say, oh, I'm a beautiful person. I'm, but do you keep yourself up? Do you keep that hair done? Do you keep the nails done? You know, you keep that gut down. You keep those, you know what I'm saying? You got a little something nice on, on your on your feet, you know? And, and it, I'm not saying it has to be the, the Christian Louboutin, you know, you know, any of that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, do you do you take pride in your appearance? Do you keep your nails done, you know, or do you need a pedicure, you know? And that's one of the things that a lot of – and a shout-out to you guys who do that, you know. Or, you know, Saturday morning, are you up, you know, are you, or are you um, – you know, the Bible says when you look at uh, Proverbs 31, you know, she's up at dawn. Right, y'all, y'all, y'all remember Proverbs 31, although most people haven't actually read it, but they like to reference it. But these are women who are up at the crack of dawn, you know, getting getting it, getting it right, getting their house right, getting themselves right, up at the gym, getting a little workout in. 
you know, and, and just keep it moving that way. So that's one of the things that's extremely important. Uh, what else, Courtney? Uh, that's all I can. That's what all that stands out. The moment uh, someone who's very supportive stands oh, out too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Support. We're going to talk about support in a little bit. These are all things that that are extremely, extremely important. Let's just go down the list <clears throat> because one of the things that a lot of people—well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but a few people—you know—and and, you know, most people. If, if you saw the post. You know, most people appreciated it. Most people agreed with it because everything on here comes from a biblical standpoint. Everything on here is important. Everything on here is is specific things that, you know, men have expressed, you know, them wanting in their future wife. But, you know, there's always going to be certain women who are struggling with certain things, who, you know, who, um, you know, have been through certain things that they're still not necessarily healed from, and they took, you know, they may take offense or they may want to nitpick. They're listening right now, you know, pissed off, sweating. They already took a shower. They got to go back and take another shower later on because they're getting worked up just from listening to my voice. You know, and that's not, you know, if that's you, you gotta gotta deal with that. You gotta pray on that because we're not saying anything designed to like that. Even the list was not designed to hurt your feelings. It's designed to say this is what needs to be done. And like I told y'all, there will be you know, a second list coming for the men, but this one ain't for the men. This is for the ladies. A lot of women, because of daddy issues, because of past bad experiences, because of baby fathers, they have an issue taking advice, listening, because they don't have a father, didn't have a father who gave them similar advice. This is not my place to tell y'all. I mean, although I, I accept the role, I accept the challenge, at the end of the day, this is stuff that your fathers should tell you, should have been around to tell you, you know, and if that if not for whatever reason, then we always have to look at, you know, what why that was, and and whatever the reason, you know, you do have to, you know, you gotta deal with that, you know, you gotta let you gotta let that go. Um, but the first thing though, because I, you know, but what I was, my original point was, some women looked at it and said, well, this should be first or this should be last. What y'all have to realize, these are in no particular order. There is no order because they they're all equally important. You see what I'm saying? There is no order. There is no put this first. Every single thing that you're going to hear us talk about tonight will help you get love, help you find love, and is absolutely essential to finding love. Let's talk about the first one. And this is, you know, I liked it. I came up with it. It says how to find love. Well, to find love, there are going to be certain things you have to actually first lose. So the first thing, ladies, is you got to lose the attitude. Now, that's that's not to say that you necessarily have an attitude. But if you have an attitude, you got to lose it. <clears throat> now, let's put it like this. A lot of women are saying, well, and it's funny, I was just explaining this to somebody today, uh, shout out to her, but you may not necessarily, okay, have an attitude per se. However, you may not have the best possible personality. Say, follow me here. So if you don't necessarily have an attitude, but there's certain things that are preventing us as men from classifying you as the type of woman who has the absolute personality, well, then guess what? That's going to come off as you actually having an attitude. You know, like, and so whatever those reasons are, 
that's making us say, well, she doesn't really have the best personality, whether she's combative, whether she's argumentative, whether she holds grudges, whether she has a short temper, you know, whether she has a guard up or an emotional wallet, whatever it might be. Those things may not necessarily translate into an attitude, but they're always going to take away from you having the best personality. And, Courtney, what does it take, or what's one of the things that it takes for a man to view you as his future wife? You're going to have the best personality. Exactly. And if you don't, and, if, and well, if you're not being viewed as, well, put it like this, if you don't have the best personality, you're not going to be viewed as his future wife. And if you're not being viewed as his future wife, then how are you being viewed? As a hoe. Right. A lot of women saying, what? A hoe? I ain't no hoe. Well, you may not be a hoe. And, yeah, I mean, you may not be. But the problem with it is, is that, remember, there is no in-between. You're either being viewed as a wife or as a potential sex partner. And if you're only being viewed as a potential sex partner, then that's being viewed as a hoe. You guys know that, like, like meaning a prostitute. What do you do with a prostitute? Well, a prostitute is someone you only call or you only go see when you want some sex. So if that's how you're being viewed, it's kind of hard for men in today's society, although it does happen, but it's a little bit hard for them to say, Oh, I just want you to come over and have some sex with me. Usually what ends up happening is the man has to disguise his true intentions. He has to market, you know, his advances as, uh, you know, some type of genuine interest. He has to disguise them, you know. He has to persuade you into doing certain things under the guise of potential love. But understand, it's not about what you are, it's about perception. And so the best way, one of the most important ways to avoid being perceived, you know, as being easy or being a hoe, or not even being put in that category to begin with, is by losing the attitude. Ladies, did you know that having an attitude in many cases will actually make a man want to have sex with you one good time from the back and never call you ever again? Just hit it real. I mean, I'm just, y'all know that, right? I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, I mean, I am. I'm just being real with y'all. But that's that's why y'all ever wonder why somebody just really did you dirty. Let's be real. I mean, can we keep it real tonight? We've all had sex, you know, with the exception of uh, LaTanya and a couple other virgins out there. You know, shout out to you guys. But most of us have had sex before. And most, some of y'all ladies, y'all know what sex is like with someone who, for lack of a better term, doesn't give a damn about you. I mean, can we agree that most people know, like I know I've had that type of sex, and most women have experienced that type of sex. I mean, have you, Courtney? Yes, I have. <laughs> it, it, yep. Well, I don't want to be presumptuous. Describe that feeling for me. It just felt very one-sided. You know, it just felt like I was very much so into it, and that person was just treating it like it, it, it was nothing. You know, no um, no type of emotion or anything. I could just tell that I was being used. Right. Shout out to Terry. She's a hilarious. She should go into comedy. She says in the, over in the group she doesn't know what she what we're talking about. You know, you know. shout out to her. That's good. You know, it's good that she doesn't know that what, what we're talking about. Many women do. You know what I mean? Many women do know exactly what we're talking about. In fact, many of them have cried during sex. A lot of women, you know, uh, you know, guys doing his business from behind, 
You know, the woman's you know, she's she's has her head buried in the pillow. She's actually crying. Not you know what I'm saying, not tears of joy, but actually, you know, and it's just a very uncomfortable situation. And and you know what I'm talking about, ladies. So all I'm saying is a lot of times that wall that you had up, that those games that you that you played, that the the, the hoops that you made him jump through, it didn't make him want you more as you probably thought that it would, but it actually only motivated him to have sex with you faster and harder and then to just never call you again. A lot of women say, well, that doesn't excuse it. Well, no, no, understand, we're not making excuses tonight. We're explaining things tonight. We're helping you understand why men do the things that they do, why they dog you, why they never call you again, you know, why they called their homie up when they said that they were on their way over and their homie just happened to pop up. And you're like, whoa, what's he doing here? No, he, what he's doing there is they're trying to run a train on you. You're saying, well, why would he view me like that? You say, well, you know, then, but now when you think back, like, wow, I did kind of give him a hard way to go. I did have an attitude. I wasn't the best possible person with the best personality. Well, then when you're not those things, it automatically puts him into a, a, a you know, a, a thought process, you know, that you don't want him going through. All right, that's deep. And we did a show on that, if you guys missed it, man. Definitely check out, I think it was a Keeping the Real Fridays, where we talked about how to avoid having men try to run a train on you and, and how to recognize it and how to avoid it. You know, this is, be clear, guys, the realest show out there. You know, you guys need to know that. That wasn't one of those shows that people were, you know, talking about and went, or were publicly talking about it and weren't people like, oh, yeah, I heard that show. No, that's, you know, that was one of those shows people listened to with their Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity sunglasses on. But understand, that was a very highly rated show. I'm like, wow, a lot of people wanted to know how to avoid getting a train ran on. That's 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 telling, to say the least. You know, Courtney, but it is what it is. But, yeah, so, but a lot, and a lot of women don't, they don't make the connection, you know, of between that type of behavior and losing the attitude. You ask any man out here, I, I, went, I just told you all on uh, Tuesday, went out to, to Malibu, stayed in Santa Monica, okay, and got, you know, a beautiful couple, my cousin, you know, married a great guy. They got married on a root, on a uh, mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? Overlooking all of California. You know what I mean? Crazy. There's an absolute beautiful way. You could literally see all of California from the from the mountain. Got pictures. And I'm saying if you want that type of love, you have to look back at, at the personnel. I, I don't care who you are. You'll never find a great woman with a great man who does not have a great personality who is not the sweetest, most adorable, most loving, most friendly. You will never find that type of woman marrying that type of man who does not have that type of personality. Hear what I'm saying to you. Have you ever noticed that, Courtney? Yeah, I have. I have. The women are right. so sweet. Right. And be clear, because a lot of people like to twist things, and they, you know, they don't really listen. But when I'm, you got to listen to what I'm saying. <clears throat> Somebody's saying right now in their mind, well, yeah, yeah, I see people get married all the time, and they don't have the best person. No, no, see, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you will never find the best possible woman marrying, and this is the most important thing, the best man, meaning the best man who will love God, who will love them, who will not cheat on them who will not beat them, 
who will not be creeping, who will not be a deadbeat, who will not be a low-down, dirty bastard, who will not divorce you in about four years. That's, you see what I'm saying? Those, that's what you have to have to live that type of life. So, so that's the first one. I think we're good with that. You want to lose the attitude. In fact, what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks is, um, you know, coming up with some more uh, emotional availability pop quizzes in the uh, in the friends group. Make sure y'all add yourselves, friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group. Add yourselves, man. You know, participate and stop being psychos, man. Add all your friends. You know, friends don't let friends not be a part of the friends group. You know, like don't don't just take this information and keep it to yourselves. Like go at it. I don't care who you add them. You know, add everybody. Let's get this group popping, man. Let's get it to like a million members. You know what I mean? So definitely, um, you know, keep it keep it moving. But yeah, so that's the first one. Lose the attitude. Let's go on to number two, because then we're gonna do. Um, but I was gonna say yeah, we're gonna come up with a lot of um, pop quizzes to um, you know surrounding each of these. You know, that have specific ties to you know to, so you so that you can know. Because there are a lot of women out here who think they have great personalities, but don't. And if you want, you know, I'm, we're doing, me, Courtney, Oshel, we're doing these emotional availability personality assessments. You know, get your free 30-minute consultation, and, you know, with any of us. We'll, we'll help you, you know, understand, well, okay, like Oshel's married to, a, to one of the best possible women that I know. She's a pastor. He's a minister, right? I mean, like, that... You see what I'm saying? She has one of the best personalities, one of the most sweetest people that you'll ever meet. You look at my wife. I mean, do I even need to say? So that's, you, you see where I'm going with this, Courtney? Yeah, I do. I do. So it's just it, that's how it goes. My, you look at my grandma, you know, rest in peace, one of the most, you know, beautiful personalities, never heard her say a a, a a mean word to anybody, loved by everybody. You know what I mean? Like married to my grandfather for like, you know, what? They were married for like 80 years, like something crazy. You know what I mean? She died at 103. He died at 99. You know what I mean? Like that type of love. My mom and dad still together. Anyone who knows my mom, great mom, you know, great woman, great person. My wife, my uh, my mother-in-law, you know, like these are all types of uh you know, great women out here with great personalities, and and that's the blueprint. Many of you guys, great personalities who are listening with their husbands right now, a lot of couples listening to the show in the archives because Friday nights they're booed up, which is all good. I have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, def- I, I'm, I'm, fo- I'm telling you, I'm focusing on this because every man knows a great personality is the number one thing that we look for in a wife. Be clear about that. That's the number one most important thing. That's probably why I happen, even though these are in no particular order, why did I personally write that one first? These are the things that popped into my mind as in, you know what I mean, the most important. Although, these, like I said, they are random, but you get where I'm going. You've got to be sweet. You can't be a psycho. You can't be mean. You can't be still hurting and, you know, and, and guarded and bitter and resentful about past situations, regardless what they are, and still try to be out here dating. It's not going to work. Okay? So, first thing to finding love, lose the attitude. Now, as Courtney mentioned earlier, she said keep yourselves up. 
hair done, nails done, toenails done, which is all very important. But when, when, when you get those things done, what you don't want to do, okay, is you don't want to add in. Just because you get your hair done, just because you go to the salon, it's not about, you know, just going. It's about how you're getting it when you go. You got to lose the weave, okay? You have to lose the colorful wigs and extensions and, and, and highlights and other fake accessories like the fake eyelashes, the fake nails. I mean, excuse me. I mean, nails are okay. Nails are okay. You know, if they, you know what I'm saying? But not like the Catwoman nails. Not anything crazy. You know, if you want to get some little, whatever you want to call it, as long as they look real, they look net, like that's okay. I'm not worried about the, the nails. That's not an issue. When you get the tarantula nails, you know what I mean? Like that's a problem. Um, you know, fake eyes, fake contacts. Like you guys have to understand. And it's, I'm going to piss some people off tonight. But you have to be comfortable with who you are. Well, what do you mean by that? Dana? What I'm talking about is we don't care about you trying to look exotic. Stop trying to look exotic. Stop trying to look like you're some like you're some from some freaking island. You ever <laughs> you ever watch basketball wise Courtney with the chick uh Jennifer Jennifer Williams? Uh-huh. Yeah. She looks ridiculous. She looks re- freaking ridiculous. And why does she look ridiculous? Not because she's not a very attractive woman, cuz she is. But she looked ridiculous because she always had her breast out. She was always extra. She had the fake eyes. She had long, nice hair, but she would throw in a weave, you know what I'm saying, just to add whatever to it. I'm just like, yo, you look ridiculous. You're trying to look like you're from someplace else, and you look like you're, you're from, like, wherever. You're like, you know what I'm saying, like you're just a regular black chick, which is nothing wrong with that, but you have to own it. <clears throat> you have to embrace it. A lot of women have become brainwashed by the media into thinking that we as black men want some type of exotic beauty, some type of Malaysian or Indonesian or Dominican or, you know, Chinese, you know, whatever it is, which is all false, which is all a common misconception. And to be honest with y'all, I'll tell you, y'all know me, I don't care about getting the hate, I don't care. I'll be honest with you for the sake of of helping y'all. To be real with y'all, a lot of men are preferring those types of women. A lot of men nowadays are going to other countries to bring back other women. I got a buddy who's in the process of doing that right now, but it's not for the reasons that you think. It has nothing to do with the looks, although that is a plus. The reason why these men are going to other countries, the reason because they are seeking other races is not because of just the physical uh, uh, you know, aspect of things, but it's because of the personalities in many cases. It's because of the, the humility. It's because of the cultural differences, the fundamental beliefs that are not present in the black community on a large scale. What do you mean by that, Daydon? Well, when you look at black women, 70% of black women are born to single-parent homes. So a lot of times, with that, most times, what that means is they grew up without a father. It means they grew up feeling anger and hatred and resentment and bitterness towards their father. They, had, they grew up seeing mom getting dogged out by men over the course of their lives. As a result, they ended up getting dogged out themselves, having low self-esteem, abandonment issues. 
And so what often happens is when it comes time to date, when it comes time to seek out love, they already have a, um, you know, this wall up. They have this bitterness towards men who, who, you know what I'm saying, but it's really directed towards their father and their anger towards their mom for what they saw and the lack of respect. And so I say all that to say a lot of times men are seeking white women. They are seeking women of other races that are, excuse me, not even races, but other cultures where, where there's more importance put on family. There's more importance, you know, put on fathers to actually be fathers and raise their daughters. You know, when you look at these other cultures, it's, you're like, you're, you are ostracized from your tribe, from your village, you know, from your community, if you're not a great father. There's no such thing as a deadbeat, you know what I'm saying, in some of these other cultures. You go to these Vietnamese cultures, these, you know, uh, I mean, so many other places, these third world countries, they may not have much, but a lot of times what they have is family. And so what happens is there's not a lot of the negativity, the bitterness. So they don't, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. This is, I'm speaking truth right now. That's the real reason. These men aren't worried about the beauty aspect of things. That's just icing on the cake. But all they want is a nice, humble soul, a nice, non-bitter, a non-polluted you know, uh, personality. Okay? When I went to the Dominican Republic for my honeymoon, I'm just, I mean my uh, bachelor party, I mean all we saw was beautiful women, but not just that, beautiful women with the most humble Spirits. I mean, I'm telling you, it was something out of a movie. You wouldn't believe it. Then you come back here, you go to the hood, and you can't even get a hello. You say, hey, how you doing? You get, you get your eyes rolled at you. You don't see that in other cultures. Okay, you guys have to understand what I'm saying. So a lot of, I say all that to say, a lot of women are seeing these men with other races, and they're thinking, oh, she just want, he just wants that exotic look. So because he, I know that's what these men like, let me go get some Malaysian hair. No, no, no. These men are like, let me just go get a Malaysian woman. You're talking about Malaysian hair. It ain't about Malaysian hair from the Chinese store. You got Chinese selling Malaysian hair. Where, where they do that at? But it's about, look, let me go get the real thing. That's what y'all, you know what I'm saying? That's what y'all aren't really connecting the dots on. Don't worry about the looks. Don't worry about fake eyes to try to look like you're from wherever. Just worry about having the type of personality like you're from wherever. Oh, man, we just getting warmed up, Courtney. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? It's, I mean, this is a, a good discussion. I used to think, um, like you were saying, that it was about the looks and I mean, that's part of the reason I put all the fake stuff. I don't know if I said it on this show, but I I used to wear contact. No, no, you contact. didn't, Courtney. Say it ain't so. <laughs> I had a gray. I wore gray contacts, and um, then I had like hazel ones. Jeez. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I wore that. Um, trying to create a different look, like I was from somewhere else, and um, they ended up hurting my eyes, so I had to take them out because they really like damaged my eyes. <laughs> But um, I, I did work really? for a little bit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, as sure as you guys are listening in right now, and you're being like, what the heck? You wore something to look different that even ended up hurting your eyes in the process, but I'm sure you still wore them even after they hurt your eyes, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, I know. I, oh, trust me, I know. That's what I'm saying, ladies. And when I see some calls online, we'll go to the phone line. 
646-200-0366 if you have a question or comment. But what we are saying is true. Courtney just confirmed it. Don't try to look like you're from somewhere else because these men w- will get the right thing. Me personally, y'all know me, I have a certain type. I like light-skinned, petite women with long hair. Look at my wife. That's just what I like. That's just me personally. Do I discriminate? Have I had women of other races? That you know, Absolutely, but that's my type. Some women like tall, dark, muscular men, bald head. Hey, do you. That's what you like. You're going to get what you want unless you decide to settle. But trust me, these men out here who know their worth and who know their value, they're not going to settle. You see what I'm saying? So some women, some, you know, I got a frat brother who likes big, big girls. Guess what? His wife is a bigger woman. That's cool. Beautiful woman. That's his choice. Me personally, I like petite women. That's my choice. You know, ladies, there's some men who like women with dreads, women with twists. That's their choice. Some men like women with light eyes. Hey, they're probably going to go find somebody with real hazel eyes. If you have a, you know what I'm saying, you like women with long hair, why the heck would you go get a woman with a long weave? That makes no sense. You see what I'm saying? Like if you like Mercedes, why not just get a Mercedes? Why, you know what I'm saying? Why get a Toyota if you want a Mercedes? That, would, you know, that does not make any sense. Don't get a, a Toyota, scratch off the emblem, and then go on eBay and buy a Mercedes emblem and get the crazy glue and put it on there and say, hey, look, look at my new Mercedes. No, like, and, and then expect people not to look at it and like, yo, what the heck are you doing? That's a Toyota. As crazy as that sounds, that's as crazy as you going out and buying the Malaysian hair, buying the fake contacts, getting the long eyelashes. My wife has worn fake eyelashes one time since I've known her. Guess when that was, Courtney? For the wedding. For the wedding. One time has worn a weave. When was that, Courtney? For the wedding. (laughs) For the wedding. For the wedding. Look at the picture. She looked beautiful. For the wedding. You guys understand that? It's not about... Doing this stuff just to do it. You get all dialed up. You want to go wild out for the wedding. That's <laughs> and I'm just I'm not. You listen. You, there's no right answer to this stuff. You do what you want to do. But understand, I talk to men every day. The number one things that we're talking about are you know the top things we're talking about right now are the biggest complaints that black men have about black women specific. And this is not we're not attacking y'all. We're doing this out of love to help y'all. But then I talk to men every day, black men every day. Many married, many looking for wives every day. The number one things they say, the attitudes, these fake weaves, the hair, the tattoos, all that stuff. The tattoos, the piercings, you know, leave it alone. Okay? Stop it. I was in uh, I was in Pet Boys. I was in Pet Boys the other day getting some uh some 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 something from my from my car, and uh, I go to the register. This chick is in in, in in at the register working the register with this huge ridiculous long fake weave, fake eyelashes that look like she glued them on with some crazy glue, some dollar store crazy glue. I'm like, yo, you look ridiculous. You're in Pet Boys with fake eyelashes. Like they, they don't even look real. Like, but do any fake eyelashes look real, Courtney? No, they don't. So I think we can move on. Le- lose that. So what? Where are we at? Lose the attitude. Lose the weave. Lose the colorful wigs and the other fake accessories. Be real. But not just be real. Be comfortable being real. Okay? Be comfortable being real. There's nothing more beautiful than a woman who is comfortable in her own skin, comfortable with her, you know, 
shoulder length hair or, or you know, little bob or bald headed. There's nothing wrong with being bald headed. Rock that bald head. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with that. Some women look very sexy with a nice clean cut bald head or nice, you know, shape up or, or if that's your style, then that's your style. A little short afro, maybe a little curly fro. Go get some uh some texturizer for it. Rock the rock the Chriselle Mich- uh Chrisette Michelle uh, you know, short afro. That's actually very sexy, very beautiful. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of women thinking they can't be beautiful. Viola Davis, beautiful. You got a Lupita haircut, Iyango? Hey, rock that Lupita cut. You know what I mean? Get a little Gumby. Get the Gumby. Get the Jeff. You know what I mean? Get the tight shape of those clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say the Gumby? Like really? <laughs> she had a Gumby. She had a Gumby for the uh, for the award show. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I mean, I wouldn't rock that. You know what I mean? I personally wouldn't, you know, rock the gummy. Although I did have a, a Jeff back in the day. A lot of y'all don't even know about y'all too. Quentin, you probably know what a Jeff is. But, you know what I mean? Some people who are around my age probably remember that. But the boxes are coming back. Uh, young Jock on on, on, on uh, Love and Hip Hop has the, I think he's rocking a gummy, looking ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> but everything comes back. But my point is, just be comfortable doing you. Okay, guys. Let's go to the phone lines, though. I do see a call on the line from uh, from Philly, 215-443, Erico. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Hello? Yes, hello. Yeah, how you doing? This is uh, Minnesota Ocean High. You might know me. What's How's it going? What the heck is this guy how you doing? calling in? Ocean, what's up, man? What's going hey, on? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's all good. I'm blessed. Uh, yeah, just um, not to get into all that about what you said, but I did hear that. So, you know, the the most the the greatest thing we can do, I would say, is find our, especially for young young women, find your significance in Christ. You know, then you won't feel like you have to do so many other things to look beautiful on the outside, because He sees you for your beauty on the inside, which will reflect on the outside. All right. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ose, before you go any further, I want you, I, I want to not let that moment go by, because I was just telling you, Ose, yeah. we got some big things planned, man, but what people were really saying was, they've been telling me, they loved hearing you on our special on Noah, you know, they loved hearing you on our alien special, the, you know, the Praise fallen God. angels mm-hmm. topic, they they want to hear you though in those areas. You have so much biblical knowledge, but at the same time, they know that you're a husband. I was just talking about you earlier before you called in. They know that you're a husband. They know that you're a father. You know, it helps right. to hear what qualities you sought out in your wife. Okay, so, well, not, not um, to put you on the spot now, but, I'm just, but no. Oh, is there okay. anything that you wanted to offer though? Um, and the one thing I think I'll say um, above all things and that I value, you know, uh, about my wife, um, and one thing I'll say about this, about marriage in general, let me just put this out there. That's It's a work in progress. I always like to say marriage is like God. It's fearful and wonderful at the same time. Um, you know, so you go through some ups and you go through some, um, you know, some ups and some downs. But the thing that is stabilizing about my wife is that she does love the Lord. That's the most important thing. That's the thing that, you know, uh, we're on the same page with. You know, when she met me, um, she saw, so she says, you know, this is her words, the Spirit of God on me. Um, And, you know, I recognize the Spirit of God in her. So, you know, it's not about are we perfect? No, but we love the Lord, 
And and that is what keeps us together. That is what keeps us moving forward. And, and that's what makes a marriage, that's what makes a marriage strong um, and solidifies it. So I love her wisdom in God. God, God gives her so much wisdom and knowledge. Um, and I've, I've learned, and, and over time, learned to appreciate that as well. And just I'll say this as men, when you have a wife that is does have wisdom, is wise, learn to appreciate that wisdom in her and to be able to recognize that in God speaking through her as well. Amen. You know, just as, you know, she recognizes and can recognize God's gifts in you and uh, you as well. Let me let me just say, man, because I know you got a big announcement that you want to put out there, Osho. But let me just say, I mean, listen to the true man of God right here. You know, listen to Osho. I mean, we've grown up together. We know each other. You know, probably couldn't be more opposite. You know, but you know, we, one thing we do have, or many things we have in common. But one, the focal point is that we both love God. He loves God. I love God. You know, and and we Amen. sought out the same qualities. In our wives, you know what I'm saying? And, and from a personality standpoint, from a love of God standpoint. And let me just say, too, Osho, I may not even be supposed to be saying this, but, you know, sometimes as a man, you know, Osho's known me for a while, and he's seen me with a number of different women over the years. And, you know, y'all have to realize that sometimes even as men, you have to be obedient, you know. And Osho told me, I mean, one woman in particular, I won't even say any names or anything like that, but one woman in particular, you know, Osho had to pull me aside and say, hey, look, you know what, you may want to think this over. You know what I mean? That's probably not, you know, I was, and I did not agree with him, to be honest with you, at that time. But, you know, he told me, like, based on the things that he saw in his wife and based on the things that he knew I was looking for in a wife, he really pulled me to the side and said, hey, look, man, I just want to rap to you. That's probably not the direction you want to go into, and these are the reasons why. And um, sometimes you have to, and he was speaking from a, a godly standpoint, a biblical standpoint. And even at the time, I wasn't necessarily receptive to that. But I found out the hard way that I should have been receptive to it. So I'm just, you know, I just want to thank Osho for that and uh, for sharing information with me over the years, guiding Amen. me over Praise the years. And, you know, absolutely, and, and you know, and being yes. here. To I help remember you that guys. time. I remember. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, but you know, like you know, <laughs> Amen, Amen. So, but that, that's true, you know, and and we need we need people, especially especially brothers and, and sisters, you know, to keep you accountable, you know. Friends that even if you don't agree, you have to think about, like, you know what? You know what? Like, even when you go back, they're right. You know what I mean? I know they're right. I know they're right. I know they're right. You know, I know they have my best interest in heart. I know they're speaking to me out of love, and what they're saying is right, you know, and that we have to learn to then then listen to that, you know, because God will use people in our lives to speak to us or tell us something that we need to pay attention to, um, you know, because he's trying to get us to the next level, because he's trying to get us – you know, to to the next place or in a place that's closer to him, you know, even in, in relationships and especially in relationship with him. And right. So, and I'll yeah. tell you all something. And because I sought Osho out in that way, because that's, you know, historically been the role that he's played, you know, in my life, you know, I did seek him out to, one, meet, you know, Danny before I even, you know, well, we were serious, but, you know, I, mean, I definitely wanted his approval and his, his his perspective on her and he ended up being um you know ultimately the best man in my wedding as you guys know so Amen. definitely shout out to osho and uh, and really so I, I say all that to say when he speaks listen because he is a true man of god and he does have some some actual biblical knowledge you know what i'm saying and, but also just relationship knowledge you know he's been married what is this you just celebrated nine years of marriage nine years yeah nine okay. years nine years and it's it's been a, it's been a you know um a, a journey an interesting journey you know, one that I say, you know, gets gets better every day. 
And like I said, um, I mean, it, it really is marriage is something that, wow, it's, it's, it's special. I mean, I know that sounds very cliche-ish, but it, it really is. I mean, the closest relationship um, that you can have next to God, a relationship with God, the almighty, the creator of everything, heaven, earth, all people, and everything we, that exists is uh, one with your um, your 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 wife, if you're a man, or your your uh, husband, if you're um, if you're a woman, and you know in that marriage relationship, and that unity is supposed to be such that it you know it represents you know the God, it represents the unity of the Trinity, and God, I really believe that now He wants to get marriages back. So many people's uh, people's thank you, Lord, marriages are falling apart. So many people have become discouraged in their marriage, you know, uh, you know, and so many people have wanted to quit and give up on their marriage. And I just speak to you right now and say, don't quit, don't give up on your marriage, don't become discouraged. Pray to the Lord, you know, and He will see you through. If you pray and, and seek God, God will help you to work things out. He will show you what you need to do and what's the best the best path, you know, uh, for you to take. So I just believe we do need to contend. As someone told me, uh, I was talking about contending, contending for the marriages. Uh, in Christ uh, today, especially during this time, especially during these times. Wow, man, that's a blessing. Definitely, that's a blessing. So, guys, real quick, I wish we had a huge announcement, as I just mentioned, and we want to definitely get back into, um, you know, the 10 steps to finding love. But one of the things that um, uh, you guys can look forward to, we mentioned it, Right before I went away to California last week, Osho and I are going to be coming back, probably not this week, and we'll probably start off in a couple of weeks, between brothers. You know, and uh, Osho yeah. is obviously yeah. a, a true brother in Christ, and uh, we are going to come. Just basically what you guys hear now, man, talking about love, relationships, um, you know, the Bible, God, you know, our callings, ministry, you know, everything you guys can think of uh, on, you know, a Sunday night, uh, you know, once a month, a couple times a month, something like that, just to give you guys a different uh, perspective. And you guys are welcome to call in or ask questions or, you know, whatever you want to do. It's just going to be like a specific Sunday night thing like we have Advice Mondays. Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, Beauty Shop Talk Wednesdays. We're here tonight on Keeping It Real Fridays. Just another uh, addition to the show um, to give you guys a different perspective. So, um, but Osho, man, what uh, you you have yeah. a big announcement? Yeah. Something you wanted to put out there for the people? Sure, sure, and amen. And I'm looking forward to that as well, Dada. I just want to mention that between brothers. So, definitely looking forward to that. Um, but the announcement is that, <clears throat> excuse me, there will be a Father's Day celebration uh, hosted by RCCG. Uh, that's the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Friends of God Fellowship. Uh, that's the church um, that I'm at. And it's going to be hosted. It's going to be on Saturday, June 14th. Saturday, June 14th. That's the day before Father's Day. It'll be on Saturday from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 4. So it'll be from 1 to 4 on that Saturday. It's going to be in the Holiday Inn uh, in, in Fort Washington. And that's at uh, 432 Pennsylvania Avenue. Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, and the zip is 19034. Um, the, it's, it's an invitation. Um, there are a lot, the tickets for fathers uh, are free. We have a, a good number of tickets where you can take your dad, you know, bring your dad uh, out for dinner. Um, he can either get, uh, you know, uh, sirloin steak, a sliced sirloin, or tilapia. Sounds good. <laughs> and so uh, tickets for um, adults in general are $20. Tickets for children are $7. And, again, uh, most of the fathers, we have a majority. If you, you know, sign up in the next couple of days or have your, you know, get a ticket for your dad, those are free uh, for your dad. To, to appreciate your dad and honor your father in his life, you know, on Father's Day, 
uh, you know, the Bible talks about giving honor to, to whom honor is due. And so it will be featuring a, a formal lunch, as I mentioned, and there should be a special gift uh, for each father as well. So Redeemed Christian uh, Church of God, Friends of God Fellowship, wants to invite everyone out to this Father's Day celebration. Uh, the contact number for more information is area code 757 348 2918. That's 757-348-2918. And uh, that's uh, Pastor Racita High. Uh, that's my wife. And so you can give her a call. Uh, she's the one that kind of put, she really wanted to honor fathers this this year. And so she's putting all of that together. So feel free to call. Um, we can give you the, uh, send the information that way. And uh, we can either, you know, give it to you over the phone or give it to you in an email. But uh, just call that number and you can get sent the uh, the invitation, or you can actually email me at meta4, that's the number 4, dot oh at gmail.com, and I will uh, forward you an invitation. There Real you go. Real quick, Osho, the number one more yeah. time. Sure, 757-348-2918. And the, and the date is again, again what? Sure, it's June 14th, that's Saturday, June 14th, from 1 o'clock, p.m. in the afternoon to 4 o'clock p.m. at the Holiday Inn in Fort Washington. There it is, man. Osho, man, thank you for calling in, man, letting the people know Thanks what's again. going on. No and problem. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys Absolutely. soon. Take care, Dana. Take care, Courtney. Yes, sir. Osho is the man, you know, but understand, Osho is a very modest guy, a very humble guy. That's his church. His wife is the pastor. They're doing a crazy event specifically for fathers. I'm telling you all straight up, if you're in the Philly area, Go, honor your father. You heard fathers are free, you know, but it's for everybody. You know, women, bring out your fathers, honor your father. You know what I mean? Come on out. And I'll be there. My wife will be there. Um, you know, it's going to be a good time. So definitely, um, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll hype it up. You know what I mean? I'll give, give you all the information. Keep sure you all it's fresh in your minds if you're in the Philly area. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And, and definitely look out for Between Brothers coming in the next couple of weeks between me. I mean, does that not sound exciting to you, Courtney? Now, you know I am so excited about this. I'm like a psycho for this show, yes. You weren't ready to hear Osho talking about love and relationships, huh? I didn't even know he was going to call in, you know, because I thought he was like a, you know, a random listener. I was like, oh, okay, somebody's calling. I wasn't ready. Wasn't yeah, I, I wasn't ready either. That's how real. I didn't know he was going. I actually, he told me he was going to call in, but he said he's going to call me for it. But I didn't know he was going to call in. But that's why I'm like, yeah, two one five nine. That was ocean night. You know what I'm saying? We keep it honest, man. But not true man of God right there. And um, definitely listen when he's really listen. Like when he speaks, I listen. You know what I'm saying? Like I listen. Like when I need advice, I go to Osho. Like if I'm going through something. I go to Osho. Like, that's so, you know, people come to me when they're going through things. He's one of the people that I go to that I say, hey, look, what do you think about this? You know, what's your thoughts on this? Or what does the Bible say about You know what I mean? Like, he's really, he's that guy. Like, in fact, one of, one of if not the most biblically knowledgeable people I know. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, uh, you know, use him as a resource. And when you hear these shows and you see the advertisements for Between Brothers, like, no, <laughs> you're in for, a, you know, for a treat. Something really that's really unprecedented in, uh, in in today's society as a whole, but even this show, you know what I mean? You've heard Barbershop talk, which is great, but just it's going to be something special. And I've and I've had that title. I've been, you know, letting it mentally marinate as I do for, for years, but now it's right, you know what I mean? And it's going to, I'm just telling you, it's going to be crazy. So, But if you're just tuned in, 
we are talking about. Good thing this is a three-hour show because or can be if we need it to be, you know, because we have a lot to talk about and uh, that was unexpected, but good. But definitely always good to hear from uh, from Osho. Um, yeah, um, what was I gonna say? Where are we at? Ten steps to finding love. All right, what have we talked about so far? Losing the attitude. He said he like you see how Osho put it in a very politically correct way. He said, "Be comfortable in Christ." You see that? <laughs> yes, I did. He said, he said, "Look, don't." Get, he said, "Look, just be comfortable in Christ." I say, "Get rid of the weaves, the wigs, the piercings, the tats, you know, all that fake stuff." He said, "Just be comfortable with Christ." That's why Osho's a great counselor. He balances us out at TRC. Uh, myself. Courtney and Osho, we make up collectively Tolbert Relationship Counseling. So if you want to, obviously you guys reach out to me for counseling. Many of you have reached out to Courtney for counseling. Now you have a third option. You can reach out to Osho. You know, as you get a chance to hear from him more, um, some people have already reached out to Osho. He's already gotten a couple of new clients just from being on the show the last couple uh, months. So definitely um, reach out to him, um, info at trctoday.com, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with any of us. Three different totally personalities, but you know totally different personalities, but all obviously um, you know able to help in our own way. Uh, what else? So those are the first two. We're only two, and we may have to do a part two. I don't know, Courtney. Um, number three on the list, and again, no particular order, no particular level of importance because all of these are equally important. But losing the friend with benefits. What does that mean? What are we talking about? Well. In today's society, you know, we live in a, you know, a, a community, the black community, really the society as a whole, but specifically in the black community, when you look at the overall breakdown of black love, the breakdown of the black family, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the loss of these fathers, you know, you know, playing integral roles in their daughters' lives, you see an increase in you know, casual sexual relationships, friends with benefits situations, um, non-committal, you know, arrangements, open relationships, complicated relationships, all types of foolishness we're seeing in today's society. You know, these, um, you know, long-term baby daddy situations. It's like, okay, that's my my son's father, that's my daughter's father. Well, y'all together? No, no, we're not together, but that's my son's father, so basically he'll always be able to smash when he wants to. I mean, keep it real, ladies. Have you have you ever had somebody like that, like somebody that you're not with, but every so often y'all just get together and hook up, and he just blows your back out real quick, all crazy. Like, in fact, some of y'all, are, you know, tonight's that night for y'all, or tomorrow night, he just comes by randomly like, oh, you know, let you know, maybe even have a key to the crib, comes over under the guise of, oh, yeah, I want to see my son. Well, guess what, ladies? Let me just tell you all something. Just because your son's father wants to see his son or he wants to see his daughter, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that he has to see, you know, that booty up in the air. You know what I mean? If this was a couple of years ago, I would have said something else, but it's just as real. You know, he doesn't need to see all that. He doesn't, y'all don't have to do that. You don't have to have sex with him just because he comes over. A lot of times, and this is where it gets deep, a lot of women want so badly for their son to have a father or for that father to be in their child's life that they will sacrifice their own self-respect, their own dignity, their own emotional well-being just because deep down they know, they understand 
that if that man is not getting some sex, he ain't coming to see his son. He ain't coming to see his daughter. That is a very hurtful and sad state of society, but you know and I know that it's very real in many of your lives. And all I'm saying is that you don't have to do that, and if you really want love, you've got to cut off that friends with benefits. I don't care if he's your son's father. I don't care if he's your daughter's father. You've got to cut it off because there's not a man on the planet who will take seriously and will actually commit to a woman emotionally who is dealing with someone from her past regardless who it is. I don't care if it's an ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, baby's father. It's not going to happen. He may act like he's taking you seriously. That's where it becomes tricky. A lot of these guys pretend. A lot of these guys hype you up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can kick it. We can get to know each other. Yeah, we can have a future. But deep down, he's not stupid. He knows what the deal is. He knows you still got somebody that you're letting smash. He knows that that baby's dad is not necessarily just your baby's dad. He's not stupid. So he's playing his role just so he can get in where he fits in. And then you wonder why he's not committing like you want him to. Well, because he's not stupid. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? Yeah, I mean, that's why it's just so important just to to let all the baggage go, you know, the people go, because it's, it's doing nothing but hurting you, because you want to be with someone that does not want to be with you. It's pointless. Right, right. I mean, it's pointless. It's a waste of time. It's emotionally draining. It's going to just result in more kids and SD. Because let's, let's be real. Let's, you know, can we be honest, you know, for a little bit tonight, I mean, it is keeping it real Fridays. I mean, let's be honest. You know, when you are when you have that friend with benefits, but especially when you have the friends with benefits who also happens to be your baby's father, guess what? Y'all obviously have had unprotected sex, right? I mean, <laughs> duh, obviously. That's how you got the kid. So if you've been dealing with this person for years and you're obviously used to having unprotected sex you're not together, you know that you're not going to be together, but he still has those privileges, guess what? He ain't, you know, he's not putting on a condom. He didn't stop at Rite Aid before he decided he wanted to pop up and see his baby mom. Oh, yeah, oh, shoot, I don't have any condoms. Let me make this quick stop and spend a quick six bucks that I don't feel like spending on some Trojans. But guess what? It ain't happening. He's going to come over there after Here's the this is it. All y'all are cool. They're like, okay, yeah, whatever. He just comes over. That's cool. But what you're not understanding is because he's not with you, because he's not going to be with you, he's actively dating and having sex with other women. Right? That's what you're not like, you're not not connecting the dots. Just because he's your baby's father doesn't mean he's not having sex with other women. So he's coming over there after having already had sex with other women. You know, his other baby's mom or this other freak that he just met and has been smashing raw for the last couple of weeks. And she's a hoe, so guess what that means for you? You've now contracted whatever she gave him. Y'all know that, right? What are your thoughts on that? Wow, that's that's so true. I, I can relate to that. I can totally I relate to that. Just to, you can relate oh, to that. What you mean? What you mean? I mean, having unprotected sex with someone who was having unprotected sex with other women and giving me something. Like, I I can relate to that part of it. Mm. 
deep, man. That's deep. I mean, it, this is what happens. You know, this is how it goes. This is why HIV. Well, this is really this is why. Uh, what is it? And we did our show at least a couple of years ago. Definitely listen to it. All-time classic show. Shout out to Dr. Achille DeBrady here in Philly, one of the leading physicians. He came as a special guest and uh, on our special on black women and HIV. Right? No, what is it? Well, that was the title. Um, but, you know, where we talked about HIV in the black community, but spe- specifically as it relates to black women. And did you guys know that half of all cases of, or, or excuse me, Half of all new cases of HIV involve a black woman. Like that, not just HIV in the black community. Half of all cases of HIV involve a black woman, one way or another. And it's not saying okay, black women are to blame. It's that these bastards out here, these men, are infecting y'all, and you guys are not protecting yourselves against these low down, no good, dirty bastards. Or, you know what I'm saying? And it's not, let's place blame. Oh, is it the black man? Is it the black? No, this is not about placing or assessing blame. It's about protecting and making a change. Okay? This isn't about, let's have a battle of the sexes. Let's see who's, no, that's not this show. That's those other psychos out there, these weirdos, these guys who do shows just for ratings, and they're not actually trying to help or fix something. They're just trying to, you know, let's be entertaining. This is not an entertainment show. This is an educational show that just happens to be entertaining. Guys, get that? So that's number three, is lose the friends with benefits. You have to lose it. And a lot of women, I've had women that actually tell me, they say, I said, well, you know, you're having sex with this guy. I said, but you want, you want to be a wife one day, right? She said, yeah. I said, okay, so, and this is someone I counsel privately. I'm like, yo, so you want love, but you, you're still going to continue having sex with, with this guy? Well, Dedan, I mean, I'm just so discouraged and, you know, I haven't had love in the past, so, you know, I, you know, and, and, you know, crying myself to sleep at night and, you know, loneliness and depression sets in. And sometimes, you know, it's it's nice just to have someone there. Yes, I know it's not going to be love. Yes, I know it's not going to be marriage, but it beats, you know, sleeping alone. It beats, you know, just, you know, listening to silence, you know. And so, you know, and that's real. You know what I mean? We're working together. In fact, a couple women that I'm working with who are in that same exact situation. But, you know, what I would say to that is you're not putting God first. You have to trust God. You know, God can turn that around, but He, but God will. And you guys, you know, it's become kind of cliche, but, but it will never actually be cliche. But the reality is God can't bless mess. That's the reality of it. You know what I mean? God can't bless foolishness. If you're having sex with somebody fornicating, sinning, God cannot bless you with love. I shouldn't say he cannot, but he will not bless you with love. You guys realize that, right? You will be single until the day that you die until you lose the friend with benefits. It's impossible for God to bless the best possible man who's on fire for Christ with a woman who's getting her back blown out every Friday night. That is impossible for God to do. We think about that, Courtney. That's so true. That's so true. But I think it's just that that fear of being alone that sets in. Right, right. Don't have a fear of being alone because if you have a fear of being alone, you have a lack of faith in God. You know, and as we talked about um, on our special a couple of years ago, how to 
uh, overcome the lies of the enemy, how to overcome a fear of being alone. Y'all remember that show where we talked about the devil? I'm about to rebroadcast that. Y'all saw the, remember the flower with the big old red devil? You know what I mean? Where we talked about the lies, you know, dealing with the effects of Satan, the lies of Satan. That was an all-time classic show. Many of y'all still reference that show. But I'll rebroadcast it for you. I'll post a link for you. Um, but yeah, don't don't worry about fear of being alone. Don't how are you afraid of being alone when you're afraid to let the guy go? You can never go from one relationship to another, just you know, back to back. That will never work out. Never. I don't care who you think you've seen do it. It it doesn't work out. It's just temporary. Okay, you gotta you know leave him alone, you know, and then go ahead, heal, get him out of your system. And I use this analogy a lot when I with my counseling. I say if you go to work all day, you're going from nine to five, and you come home and you're like, shoot, I forgot to take out the trash. You your house is gonna smell like garbage. You're gonna have a disgusting house. As soon as you walk in, it's gonna hit you like a, a Mack truck. You're like, whoa, I forgot to take out the trash. Courtney, what's the first thing you're gonna do when you come home? I'm gonna take out that trash. Right. You're gonna take out the trash. But if you come home at 5.15 and you take out the trash, but I come to your house at 5.30, what am I going to smell? Still going to smell the garbage. Exactly. I'm still going to smell the garbage, even though you took out the trash. Even though you cut off the guy, ladies, guess what? If you start dating somebody after that, he's still going to smell the garbage. You're still going to reek of emotional unavailability, if you catch the analogy. There has to be a time. Now, if I come over to Courtney's house at 8 o'clock, at 9 o'clock after she took out the trash at 5.15, guess what? She sprayed some Lysol. Y'all know how y'all ladies do. You, you light the candles. The nice make it you know, smell all nice. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You see what I'm saying? But you guys aren't doing that. You guys aren't letting the guy come over at 9 o'clock. He's coming over at 5.30, and he's smelling the garbage. Let it fumigate. You know what I mean? You gotta let it go. Let open up a window. Get that get that incense that you got from the Muslim dudes on the corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> y'all know how to y'all know how to do it, man. So <laughs> that's what you gotta do. Cause you buy you what you be buying like the yo why they sell them things so cheap? That incense smells good, man. They'll sell incense like a <laughs> hundred a hundred sticks for like a dollar or something. I'm like yo, you, you giving this stuff away? Go on, y'all, y'all know y'all be shopping for that incense. They give you a whole stack of incense for like fifty cents. I'm like, whoa, all right, that's what's up. But um, anyway, what's, so so there's that. Hopefully y'all y'all get that, man. Lose the friends with benefits. Get rid of them. Be by yourself. Listen to the Date on Tolbert show seven nights a week. You know and I know if you're not listening to this show right now at ten twenty seven on the East Coast, you're out creeping. If you're listening to this show Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. What were you doing Friday night? You know it was, you were up to no good. Keep it real. The nights on the past where I post a link, and you're like, oh, we're, everybody's talking about the show. And you're like, oh, dang, I missed that show. What do you mean you missed it? Where were you? What were you doing? Keep it real. So don't, don't, you know, don't. Y'all know what it is. Just listen to the show. Get into your Bible. Find a good television show to watch on TV. You know, not loving hip-hop, but something, you know, that you can get into, that can you can be entertained. I told you all before, when you're a single woman, your two best friends will be your Bible and Netflix. That's it. You know what I mean? Friday nights, where was my wife back in the day? In this house. Where was I? In the club. That's a whole other story. You, you know, I'm just being honest. <laughs> but, that, but you see what happened, though. 
I'm just, you know, I keep it real with y'all. When she was home chilling, I was out in the club at first. But after, you know what I'm saying, after a while, I stopped. That's when I left all that life, that lifestyle alone. I got to understand, even when I was in the club, she'll tell you, I was texting her, and we were texting back and forth, and we were, you know what I mean? That's when I was like, hold on. I'm out here with these hoes. I'm out here in a club full of weirdos, you know, when I could be chilling. I'm like, oh, let me let me get into this ready-to-settle-down stage. This seems a little bit better. You know, I'm telling y'all, ladies, now if you're dealing with somebody who already has you and he's still in the club and he's still living that life and y'all been married, like, or, you know, been together for a year, seven months, like, that's probably not the guy you want to be with. Okay? I'm just being honest. So, so think about that. But, yeah, get rid of the friend with benefits and stay your butts in the house. I go to some of y'all pages, man. This probably should be on the list. But y'all live a lifestyle of a single woman. Go to your page right now and if and put yourself into the shoes of a man and look at your albums. You got the Vegas trip, the Cancun trip, the Miami trip, you know, the New York, California. You're you know you're partying out, partying it up, just sorority sisters and going on this road trip and and doing that. And every picture you got a drink in your hand. And is a man gonna look at your page and be like, oh wow? She's in she's in a, a stage where she's ready to be a wife, or is she going to think she's in the stage where I'm trying to come out of? Which is it going to be? Right, it's going to think that she, she's still in that stage, living that life. Right, right, man. Courtney, your page used to be a hot mess. Everything I just named, <laughs> that was your page. You used to have the worst really? page I've ever seen in my life. No, seriously, no, Courtney, I didn't. you had the no, worst no, page. I didn't. No, I didn't. You had the worst page was, I've ever seen in my life. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Courtney, it's keeping it real Friday. I'm being honest with you. It Your was page bad, was the worst but page it I've wasn't ever... the worst. No, it was not. Okay, I guess so. I mean, I did have all of the above. I had the Vegas pictures. I did yeah. have the club pictures. It was pretty bad. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, that's just a testament to God, you know, how he was able to move in her life and, and make her a brand new creature. You know what I mean? That's just—I'm just saying. She had the worst possible page, and she re, she totally changed it. She changed herself. So now, when people look at her page, it's not oh, I see a sorority girl, I see a party girl, I see a travel girl. It's I see a future wife. I talk to men about this every. I just got my haircut today. I was literally just in the barber shop. My my barber. I saw it all. Had my barber. Shout out to him. Shout out to Ron. He just got married on Saturday. I would I would have been there. You know what I mean? Wish I could have been there, but I was in California. He lit. I'd known him for years, single. We used to talk as he's cutting my hair. Talk about what he wanted in a wife. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, he's not, you know, he has a history. You know what I mean? Been out there, been around the block, been in the streets, different things. But you know, he at the same, he's still a man. He still wanted love. I used to tell him like, you know, I was married. I used to tell him like, yo, man, this is this is where it's. He's like, I know, man. I, I want love. I'm looking for a wife. This is what I want. Da, da, da. We used to talk, still do talk, but now it's from a different perspective. This was the first time I got my cut, and, you know, we're now two married men talking. So I'm just telling you, everything I'm telling you all literally comes straight from the mouths of Christian men, from street men, from thugs, from pastors, from ministers, from, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Men are men are men. They're all going to want certain things. That's why this show is so real, because it's not one-sided. It's just men. It's real men, the realest men possible. 
Not those weirdos, these, you know, you see on Steve Harvey and Nephew Tommy and, you know, these other guys out here like 50 years old trying to act like they're 25 wearing ridiculous, you know what I mean, outfits and talking crazy. No, I'm talking about real dudes. Okay, guys, most of y'all are in your, in your early 30s, mid-30s, early 40s. I'm 36. I can relate. Trust me. You understand that, guys? Listen to the things that Osho says. Osho and I are the same age. You heard him say the same exact things that I say. It's you know I mean how many more men Marv, you know Lewis, James, Gerald I mean how many more men in this same age range who all love Christ do you have to hear say the same exact thing? Okay, that's what this list is. You know the ten steps to find love. What are we on, Courtney? Was this three? We're on four. Well, four now. Mm-hmm. Four. Let's keep it moving, man. We're making good time here. About halfway done. All right, and I still want to do the uh, some of these pop quiz. We may not get to all of them, but some of the more uh, you know, the in-depth ones I want to definitely get to tonight. But number four, um, lose the unhealthy eating habits and non-existent fitness regimen. Okay? Lose the unhealthy eating habits. What are unhealthy eating habits? Well, if you're listening to me right now with a bag of Ho-Ho's and a Chocolate Junior and a diet, you know, not even a Diet Coke, a ch- you know, a Cherry Coke, a Pepsi, look on the back of that, 280 calories per bottle, you know, per serving. A serving is a whole bottle. You drink one thing of Pepsi, that's, that's, you see how much carbs is in that, how much sugar is in that, how many fat calories, like just nasty calories. It's just, just disgusting. You ever see big people eating or drinking a Pepsi and just like, yo, are you crazy? I know, keep it right. I know you've, you've seen that before. Yes, all the time. Yeah, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's not about judging. It's just like, but, yo, you know, I feel sorry for them. I almost want to tell them, like, yo, at least, at least, and this is really almost just as bad, if not worse nowadays, but, you know, get a diet Pepsi, you know, or what is it, Coke Zero? If you're going to do it, you know, at least do zero calories, but you're doing, you know, that's 300 calories, and you got the hoagie, and you got the chips. That's like 1,500 calories right there. A lot of these hoagies, a lot of these big old sandwiches with the mayonnaise and these meals, you know, 800, 900 calories per meal. Then you got the soda, 300 calories. Then you got the chips, another 200 calories. Then you you got your dessert. The desserts are like 200 calories, you know, for like two cookies. But you had 10 cookies. You know what I'm saying? That's another (laughs) 1,000 calories right there. You know, like, cause I, I'll be real with you. I've had a whole thing of cookies myself one day. I've bought a, a bag of cookies for my daughter, you know what I mean, or, you know, just for the house, and I, I, I don't even buy them anymore because I'll eat the whole bag. I'll eat the whole thing, man, be like a fat bastard. Just eat them all. I'll go out and run or play, you know, a couple of game matches of tennis, and I'll feel better, you know what I mean? But don't do it to you. But that's just me. I'm a pretty small guy. Like, I can do that, and it won't really affect me the same way it might affect, you know, some of you guys. So I'm just saying, don't, don't, 2,000 calories, that's enough calories for the whole day. You had that in one meal. So these are things that not only are, you know, people, more and more people are dying young, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just, you you don't want to, even while you're here, you don't want to look disgusting. You don't want to look nasty. You want to be sexy. And, it is, and I'll just be real, there's nothing sexy about obesity. We did a show where, where actually my wife was on, 
um, shout out to you guys who tuned in. What was that? Maybe a year ago, uh, where where Danny called in. She started her running journey. Just recently ran a marathon. I'm sorry, not a marathon. The Broad Street Run. You know, ten mile run. You know, first time. Just started running this year. So, um, you know, definitely a huge accomplishment on that. But she called into the show and she was able to share her how she got into it. You know how you know it changed her her, her uh, you know her workout routine and you know a lot of people appreciated that. In fact, shout out to Katrina. I know she said even hearing that you know hearing Danny inspired her to start running. She even ran the same uh, marathon or you know I keep saying marathon uh, you know Broad Street Run. So uh, shout out to her as well and, and everyone else who was affected. Um, you know, by that, if you missed it, just Google <clears throat> obesity in the black community on the Dayton Tolbert show, and that episode will come right up, and you'll get a chance to hear uh, her, you know, her story, her her life change. She was an unhealthy person, you know what I'm saying? Until uh, she just decided one day she wanted to not, you know, to not be unhealthy anymore, and uh, you know, boom, that's now she, now she runs, gets up at four in the morning, runs, you know, and that's that's what's up. That's sexy. So uh so there's that. But yeah, lose the unhealthy unhealthy eating habits and non uh non existent fitness regimen. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? Is that something you've ever struggled with? You're a pretty petite young woman though. I know, but my weight I mean, I don't want to say it goes up and down, but I've been bigger at one point. I mean, I lost thirty pounds, so yeah, I I have struggled with that, um, in the past. And still, I mean I, I eat okay. But my diet could always be better. You know, I'm always looking at for room. You know, there there's room for improvement. I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, sometimes you see people who are, like, super small and they're going to the gym and it's just like, why are you going? Well, that's why they're super small. You know what I mean? As you get older, a lot of you may not realize your metabolism slows down, you know, so you have to do more to to look the same way you looked. It's not as easy as it used to be. You used to be able to eat whatever you want. You can't do that anymore now that you're, you know what I mean, now that you are older. Your your heart rate slows down. Your metabolism slows down. You're going to hold more, you know, the calories. You're not going to burn them off as fast as you used to. So you have to go to the gym. You have to run. You have to, you know, not eat. You know certain things, and and so that's it from a health perspective. But just from a physical standpoint, you know, I mean, just to be real with y'all, you know, these guys, you know, looking at these guts out here, and ladies, and you, and it's crazy. Some of y'all have the audacity to try to show off your boobs, you know, you show off your booties, but you got this huge gut. Now that's no disrespect to y'all, but I'm just saying, don't try to show off your boobs if you got a they're sitting on a on a big old gut because that's not sexy. You know, if anything. You know, cover yourself up, be respectable, and do what you got to do to get that gut off. All a gut is, is is fat from, you know, not, you know, working out and not, you know, eat, and eating the wrong things. A lot of y'all, you know, I don't care if you had a baby or not. It's, you know, you look at these celebrities who, whose money is made from, you know, looking a certain type of way. Yeah, they have money for a personal trainer, but at the end of the day, you don't need all that. I don't care if you got to go. I mean, it's listen. I mean, I mean, we've done total health shows, but just in a nutshell, you want to look how you want to look. I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do. You know, go to your fridge, get rid of everything. Go buy some chicken breast. Go buy some fish. Bake it, okay. Uh, get some veggies. Put them in the you know on the stove. Boil them up. Throw some nice little seasonings on there. Boom. Chicken breast. Some some you know, some low fat uh, or zero calorie juice, some diet iced tea or something, or really, God forbid, have water, you know what I mean? And 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 make that your 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 
you know, your daily meal, you know, and you switch it up, you know, whatever, switch it up with some fish, maybe some, some beef, get a little steak, you know, veggies, cut down on those carbs, and, uh, you know, eliminate the sweets, you know, I guarantee you, you know, go, you know, go, you know, don't forget, say you don't even want to go to the gym, do 100 jumping jacks and like 100 sit-ups every night. You do that, you change your eating regimen, I just helped y'all lose 30 pounds. You know, I guarantee you. Try it. Just, that's it. 100 jumping jacks, 100 sit-ups, cut out all the sweets, eat the grilled, you know, grilled chicken breast, veggies, you know, walk up the steps instead of taking the elevator to your job. I don't care what floor you're on. Just take the elevator. I mean, walk and not take the elevator. You, I promise you, you will lose 10 pounds over the next two months, two to three months. Try it. You'll love me. You'll thank me later. You'll love yourselves even more. Your, what are your thoughts on that, Quinn? Because you did that recently. You lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I did. Um, and I did everything you just said. Like, I changed everything, just the way that I ate. I'm glad to eat just straight junk all the time. But then I just started baking and stuff and um, just just eating right and um, drinking a lot of water. And it helped. And I also, I, I did cardio, and then at one point I was lifting weights on top of that. So that helped too. Right. Weight gain, do some, do 100 sit-ups. That's what I do every day. If I, eat something, I go to the gym, I play tennis, you know, I lift the weights or whatever. But if I don't on those days, I'm just at least knocking out some sit-ups, knocking out some push-ups. You know, I don't know if y'all know, but muscle, just so you know, muscle helps you build or uh, burn fat faster. That's why people like LeBron James and, you know, these muscular athletes, they, you know, they, they're always burning calories. They always stay fit because they have the muscle. When you're fat, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I'm saying, when you have a lot of fat and very little muscle, it's hard to lose weight. You know, if you've noticed that, you're not really losing weight because you have all that fat. But when you start burning the fat and you replace it with muscle, then that's when you see the results faster. A lot of people are saying, well, I'm just going to turn this fat into muscle. You don't turn fat into muscle. That's not how that works. You burn fat and replace it with muscle. A lot of people think, I'm just going to, you're fat, but you're just going to do sit-ups. No, you can't do sit-ups and get rid of fat. Sit-ups don't help with fat. You have to do cardio to burn the fat, then you do the sit-ups to build the ab muscles. That's how you get the abs, and you got to, you know, change your diet. So, And that's just a little brief, you know, five, ten-minute synopsis on how to change your life from a health perspective. And it, it does work because all health is is really a mathematics, you know, equation, <clears throat> a science experiment. The body is a machine. You do the right things, you feed it the right things, it'll respond the way you want it to. Now, if you have health issues, then that's something you want to consult your doctor. But a lot of y'all, you know, you don't have health, health, health issues, and many of you who have health issues, they're caused by the unhealthy eating habits. So, you know, just do yourselves a favor. But aside from everything, at the end of the day, we're talking about how to have love. And if you think that these men aren't factoring in your eating habits, your workout regimen, you know, you're crazy. They want to know, one, how you look, but more importantly, how you're going to look. Not just how you're going to look, but how you're going to look after a baby, how you're going to look after a kid. See, when I met my wife, she was about 100 pounds. I mean, literally, she was very skinny. If y'all look at some of her old pictures, she was a very skinny, skinny young woman all throughout her life. Um, you know, not maybe like maybe 105, like very skinny. Um, 
still had those sexy curves that I like, but very skinny, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just being honest. You know, it's Friday night. So, but at the same time, once she had the baby, you know what I mean, our daughter, then she, you know, she gained, you know, she gained some weight. So now she's, you know, I, perfect for me. Like, what, 115, 120. She wants to get back down to 110. I'm like, you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I think she looks fine, you know. But that's my point is it's perfect for me, and that's what these men. Now, I'm not saying these men won't love you and can't love you at whatever weight, but you get what I'm saying. Don't think that that's not in our minds when the decision on what category to put you in is made. A lot of guys will front, oh, you know, oh, you hear these Jamie Foxx songs, oh, you still got it. Yeah, you might still got it, but the question is, does he want it? You know what I mean? I'm just being honest with you. Y'all think, y'all want me somebody to just say, oh, no, he'll love you if you're skinny, you're fat. No, 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 but he prefer you skinny. He prefer you healthy. That's the most important thing. Don't let these weirdos out here hype y'all up and, and BS y'all into unhealthy lifestyles. Get your butts in the gym. Get a healthy diet. You know, get that fat off. Stop making excuses. Change your life today. That's it. No excuses. That's it. I mean, can we stop holding these, you know, the ladies' hands and start telling them what the truth is? Right. Somebody needs to. Right. I'm just saying because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not looking for ratings. I'm not looking for friends. I'm not looking. I'm looking to change lives. And if you want your life changed, you listen to this list, you incorporate this list into your life, and, and you know, and you will have love, bottom line. But let's keep it moving, though. So. That's number four, lose the unhealthy eating habits and non-existent fitness regimen. Number one, lose the attitude. Number two, lose the weave, the colorful wigs and other fake accessories. Number three, lose the friend with benefits. Then number five, number five is lose the negative and toxic friends and family in your life. Okay, what does that mean? I mean, a lot of, a lot of times people, you know, hold on to, you know, that hating Best friend, you know what I mean? It's like a best friend. We call them frenemies, you know, someone who acts like they're your friend but really isn't your friend and doesn't have your best interests at heart. Well, guess what? Those are people who are taking up unnecessary space and time, and they need to go. You know, maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's, you know, your son's father. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your brother. You know, whoever, I don't care who it is, anyone who does not truly support you, anyone who does not truly love you, they need to be removed because the ultimate key to happiness is eliminating any and all forms of negativity from your life. You ever had to eliminate some negative individuals, family members from your life? Yes, I have. Um, family members, I've had to eliminate people who I thought were friends just because of the negativity. And, um, you know, people don't realize it, but it rubs off on you. You know, when you're dealing with a, that toxic person, it just causes you to feel just a certain type of way, just negative all the way around. And so at that point, it is it's necessary to um, remove them. I'm looking at the thread. Shout out to the ladies and the friends of the Daydon Tober Show group. I just saw this from earlier. Katrina says, Daydon must have went to the Pet Boys on Stanton Avenue. Yep, how did she know? That's a shame. That's a real <laughs> shame when we are in... <laughs> A city as big as Philadelphia, and she already knew the level of ghetto ness, you know, ghettoosity 
that exists in that particular Pep Boys. Don't ever go to that Pep Boys on Stanton Avenue if you guys are from Philly. The worst possible place. You know what I mean? The worst possible place. I went there one time. This is how ghetto it was. I went there, and I got robbed. Not I personally got robbed, but I went there, and this guy was going to do some work on my car. And uh, I forget. I think I dropped it off, and he was like, all right, well, we won't be able to get to it till tomorrow because I came in late. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? So I left it in the parking lot. Now, I was only dealing with one person. I dropped out, went inside, I told him what was going on. He said, right, let me come out and look at it. Came out and looked at it. He was like, all right, cool, I'm going to fix it. I only dealt with that one guy. I had a subwoofer in the back of my car, in the trunk. I come back the next day. Why is the subwoofer gone? You know what I'm saying? Why is I'm like, really? You know what I'm saying? And I just, you know what? I didn't even, y'all would be proud of me. Because I would have ended up, you know, I, I just said, you know what? I'm not even going to confront him I'm not even going to go there. I just chalked it up as an experience. Because, you know, you can't prove stuff. I mean, it was in the parking lot. There's no, You know what I mean? You, it's Philly. It's not a good neighborhood. But don't ever go there. And so I was just like, you know, I don't want to have to shoot anybody. I'm just being real with y'all because, you know what I'm saying, like that's the type of thing. No, I mean, because I was hot. You know what I mean? I was heated. And I knew that if I went there, you know, and actually confronted either him or whoever, you know what I'm saying? And that, it wouldn't have been a good situation. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to take the L, you know, and, and, and you know, and suck it up and just keep it moving just for the – just to make it – one, it's the, it's the Christly thing to do. But, um, yeah, yeah, I did, not a good situation. But, yeah, keep that yeah, – don't go to that one. You know, just – and it's sad to say, you know, we talk about this when we get into the black community. We do our shows on the state of us. But it's sad that you have to. I have a Pep Boys not too far from me. But it's sad that you have to go outside of your own neighborhood to get good service, to feel like you don't have to be fearful of leaving your car in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, you know what I mean? It, it shouldn't be that way, you know, and about our people. You know what I mean? We're like one of the only races that have to deal with that level of crime and that level of ignorance. But, you know, it is what it is. Don't get me started, Courtney, because you know. Once I get started, it's, it becomes it's about that. Yeah, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, we're making good time, though. So and I don't even want to spend too much time on that because you guys know who those people are in your life. Whoever it is, get them out. And don't even care about the ramifications. You know what I mean? Just let, And you will be happier. You know, because remember, a man is not going to want to take on – he's going to bring his own drama. He's not going to want to take on your drama also. So, like, for example, my wife, no drama. No feuds, no fights, no hating best friends, no drama whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? When I when I met her, so now she's filled with. No, I'm just playing with you. I mean, just playing. Um, what else though? Number six. Well, we kind of talked about this. Lose the tattoos and piercings. You know what I mean? Which kind of goes hand in hand with the fake accessories, the weaves, the colorful wigs, and all that. But you know, and I'm not. This is no disrespect because I have a tattoo. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not a hypocrite, you know, but at the same time, ask me if I could do it again. You know, would I do it again? The answer that, to that would be no. So I know many of you are in similar situations where, you know, you have gotten tattoos. You know, it is what it is, you know. And so, you know, it is what, unless you feel like going and get them, you know, removed, then, you know, then that's that. But I say that now just because you still see people who, based on society, think that it's sexy. You see people based on society, 
and misinformation being given that they think that these men like it. You'll see women with one tattoo that she got five years ago seeing her girlfriend's tattoo, and then she'll go get another tattoo, and then another tattoo, and then another tattoo. And it's like at that point, then you got like five tattoos. Courtney, you ever met a guy in the very first conversation he, and, and he asked you, yo, do you have any tattoos? Yes, I have. Ladies out there, and I, have y'all ever? Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, and I never understood why it was asked to me in the beginning. I was just like, that's kind of a weird question to ask, you know. I didn't get right. it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's yeah, it's not even weird. I mean, it, it is weird, but it's very applicable because these men want to know. And I just we think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We as men want to know. It's important to us. A lot of women, it's funny, you it's amazing you'll hear women getting mad at men or debating with men about why they want or don't want certain things in a wife. And I'm just like, "Wait a minute. How, like even when I posted this list on Facebook, you had people mad at me and debating with me trying to cuss me out because of what men want in a wife. It's like, wait a minute, how can you be mad? How can you tell me what I should want in a wife? Well, you should, that that shouldn't matter to you. That shouldn't be, like, what? How can you tell me what's important to me? But, you know, that doesn't even make sense. So I'm just saying, if if you have them, then you have them. But don't go showing them off thinking that these men looking for a wife are going to think, oh, wow, she has a tattoo of something right on her arm. She has her, her her daughter's name right on her arm. Like, I mean, I'm not, if you want to do something for certain purposes, you know, your father passed, you want to, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. I wouldn't recommend it at all. But if you do, just do it and, and, and let it be between you. You Don't go and think that these men are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's something positive. I've never seen a woman with tattoos that did any that furthered her beauty or enhanced her beauty in any way. Never. Any woman looks better without that t- tattoo. Some tattoos are better than others, but the best tattoos would look better if they just weren't there. Okay, that didn't make sense, but you guys get my point. Courtney, ask me how many tattoos my wife has. She has none, right? Right, right, exactly. So I'm just going to leave it at that. She has no tattoos. All right. Um, Courtney, ask me real quick, how many tattoos does Osho's wife have? None. Right. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. So you guys see where I'm going with this? <laughs> my mom, zero tattoos. My grandma, zero tattoos. You see you see where I'm going? And I could probably name at least, you know, several other. You don't have any tattoos, do you? No. Okay, no, I didn't think you did. I just, you know, like it's Courtney, no tattoos. Leave the tattoos alone, ladies. It's not some again. They're not all horrible, but you see, you would look better without them. Okay, these men would. But that's that's why they ask you. You ever like when he asks you like, yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, so where do you work? What type of work do you do? Oh, you got any tattoos? <laughs> you know what I mean? I met this woman. Let me tell y'all something. I met this woman one time. Yo, I met her, and literally within a five to ten minute conversation. She was already talking about sex. I found out that she had two kids. She had, like, seven tattoos. And then she wanted to get get this whole flirtatious vibe thing going on, talking about, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know, I was going along with it just to, you know, just to see how ridiculous it would end up being. But I was like, oh, yeah, so uh, you got tattoos? She's like, yeah, I got a couple. I was like, oh, 
y'all know y'all 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 like y'all like to talk about. Once we start, you see our curiosity. Y'all like to play that game. Like, oh, okay, I'll bite. Or well, how many uh, how many do you have? Oh, I got a couple. Okay, where are they at? Mm. Oh, I got one here on my arm and a couple you'll never get to see. Oh, okay, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? All right. Well, what do I have to do to see them? Really, where are they at? Oh, don't worry about that. Oh, oh, don't worry about that. What they someplace sexy? Ooh, let me see it. No, you can't see. It. Like there's that whole cat and mouse game, ladies. That becomes so old and played out. And from that point on, all he's thinking about doing is I'm just gonna smack. I just want to hit one good time. And that's what it. That's that. That becomes the whole nature of the relationship or the interaction. It's like these stupid games, these stupid conversations that go back to the tattoos. Oh, wait, I mean, because you know, we know where it is. I mean, like, if you say, all right, I'm not going to tell you where it is, you got to find out on your own. Like, what? You're like, that, that's not respectable. There's nothing sexy about that. That whole cat and mouth, it's just, it makes you look like a hoe. Because all it becomes known is that you've got a tattoo on your upper thigh, your inner thigh. On your ass, I mean, your booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, <laughs> it, you know, it's not cute. You know, all we think of is, I saw the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I've, I saw a freaking black woman. You never believe this. The most This is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. A black woman with a tattoo of a swastika on her arm. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> I don't even think she knew what it was. I really don't think she knew what it was. She couldn't have. <laughs> Wait a minute, Courtney. On everything, she had a, sw- a big old red swastika on her arm. And I didn't even, I wanted to ask so bad. I should have asked her, like, yo, why the heck? Do you have a swastika tattooed on your arm? I hope uh, if you guys don't know what a swastika is, you, I mean it's it's basically uh, the symbol for hate, for racism, you know Hitler. Some women they just do so such stupid things, and it's just like the the level of attention that they're seeking is at an all time high. They're just like, look, the the sex isn't working, the colorful hair isn't working, you know, the booty out ain't working, the cleavage is played out. Look, I'm just, I need this attention bad, and it's an addiction. You know, at some point after you've exhausted all other options, some women they just turn to just crazy things. Let's just go get a swastika. That'll get me attention. That'll be a conversation starter. I swear, I'm telling this. I'm telling y'all the truth. This is not a joke. I'm not just. Like, I literally saw a woman with a big old red swastika on her arm. Could not believe it. So, clearly, that was not sexy. But it did do, it did have the intended result. It got my attention. I was like, what the heck? And I'm sure it gets a lot of attention. And for most men, they'll probably walk up to it and be like, oh, what's that all about? And then, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. So, but yeah, lose the tattoos. Number seven, and this is a good one. <clears throat> lose the preset determinations about who you're entitled to based on your financial success. Well, what that's all about is in today's society, we have a an increase. You know, you're seeing a lot of single moms out there, more than ever. 
you know, more and more, like 70% of black babies are born into single-parent homes. Um, but we are seeing more and more women graduating from college, achieving master's degrees, uh, doctor degrees, um, you know, corporate America, you know, the you know success in the boardroom, you know, entrepreneurs, lawyers, doctors. We're seeing, you know, a lot of successful women. They're really saying the heck with these men. They are developing, you know, supervisory positions, a lot of banking, you know, managers, you know, um, just supervisors, you know, call center, you know, whatever it is. A lot of successful women out here. But unfortunately, what often comes with that success is a certain sense of entitlement, a certain sense of, okay, I'm, you know, a preset determinations about what they are supposed to have, who they are supposed to date, what kind of husband they should have. It's, you know, you start putting these regulations on the men. Oh, he's got it because I have a master's. He's at least got to have a bachelor's degree. He's at least got to have a doctorate. He has to have a home. I'm a homeowner. I bought a house three years ago, so he's at least got to. Oh, and I just thought of my next pop quiz, but I'm not even going to mention it because I don't want to give it away. But, yeah, it's going to be a good one. He's at least got to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, ladies, you got to understand, go read the Bible. Back in the day, it said these men chose a wife. Abraham chose Sarah. You guys understand that? You don't just, it's not about these men proving themselves to you. If you read the Old Testament, if you read, you know, these biblical stories, it was like these men were 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 basically, you know, they they chose you. They saw something in you that was appealing to them. And they said, "Okay, based on these qualities, I choose you and we are going to have a family." In what society, in what civilization, what culture does the man have to prove himself to the woman as being worthy of being a husband? I mean, there there is no culture. That's not how it works. Now, that's not to say, let's see, a lot of times when women hear this, they automatically start thinking like, well, they go back to these losers. They go back to the psychos, the deadbeats, you know, the bastards. Well, we're not talking about those guys. We're talking about true men of God who you won't even have to worry about, oh, well, what if he did this? That's already where the women's minds are at. When I start talking, about, they automatically go back to the losers. But we're not talking about losers. When you're dealing with a true man of God who was, you know, sent to you from God, you don't have to worry about him being a deadbeat. You don't have to worry about him. He's already going to be the best possible man. So you're going to want to show yourself worthy to that man. You know, and that's what this show is about, you know, over the years is is overall helping you guys see ways to differentiate yourselves from these other women. That's why I do these quizzes, and I could not be more proud, man, like a like a proud father, you know, watching some of you ladies, you know, answering these questions in the best possible manner. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to Veronica, who gave, gave a, a perfect answer today. Erin uh, frequently gives perfect answers. Um you know, uh, it's very few women who give the perfect answers. Like very select few women who actually. Some women, you know, they, you know, they, they touch on it. Katrina has said some, th- you know, really great things. Obviously, Courtney. You know what I mean? But you know, Terry, you know, has been on a roll lately. 
you know, and, and that's that really goes to show you there's very few women who, if placed in these situations, are able to accurately think how we as men looking for a wife would want you to think. And that's why I'm just saying, you know, don't just avoid the questions, but, you know, like I said earlier, even if you get it wrong, you'll at least have the knowledge of, all right, well, dang, this is maybe how I could have answered it. And I love celebrating the women who see it from that perspective, you know, who are able to just nail it. You know what I mean? But overall, though, with this one, man, just lose the preset determinations. You know, if y'all watch that show, Chili, you know, what is it, What Chili Wants? You know, we did a whole show, and that me and Morgan did that show. Shout out to her a couple years or several years ago. That was one of the realest shows I've ever done because we took that show and we and we uh, broke it down, all her ridiculous criteria and the lists and, you know, that she had and the, everything that the guys had to bring and how she would interview these guys and put them on, interrogate them. It's just it's absolute craziness. Like she was somebody who should be chased after because what? She's a platinum recording artist. Like, okay, you're like fifty. Like who? Like you're no one special. And and so that's all I'm saying, ladies. Please understand. And let me just be clear. Please don't think. Please do not think that these men are going to be in any way impressed with your financial or educational success. Please do not think that they will be. They do not care in the slightest. You guys get that? When it comes to finding a wife, it's not even a thought. Okay, what type of degrees does she have? What kind of educational back? That's not even factored in. You know that, right? A lot of women think, oh, well, I got X, Y, and Z. Sherry Shepard, she ran that down our throats. Go Google her freaking that special, the Steve Harvey special, where she sat up there overweight looking disgusting with her boobs popping out, trying to look down on these black men like she was someone special because she sits on the couch on The View. Look at, look at that, the sense of entitlement that was, well, if I if I'm bought a car, I'm not on the bus. I'm not on the bus. I, have, I want to drive in it. You should at least have, have the car. Da, 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 da. Now look at her. Look at her now. Five years later, single as a, you know what I mean? Sitting there, depressed. You, you see what I'm saying, ladies? All that entitlement that she had, all those ridiculous views that she had, Steve Harvey was co-signing, that all those weirdos out there were co-signing. Now look at her. Got a man who cheated on her with her best friend, a guy that's taken her to court, calling her whole marriage a fraud. You see where that special got you? You see where that Steve Harvey advice got you, that Sherry Shepard advice got you, that Jackie Reed advice got you? Nowhere. This advice here from a biblical perspective will change your life. Not that foolishness. I'm serious. Go back and listen. Watch the special. Google ABC uh, Nightline special on why are so so many women single or why can't I find a man. Google it. Watch it. And listen to that horrible advice. And then you see where it got Sherry Shepard. You see where it's got Jackie Reed, single at like 50. You see, got a a gay guy up there on the panel representing black men. Ridiculous. Is that, am I the only one that sees the ridiculous nature of that type of stuff? No, it's horrible. It's re- but you know what? People like buy into it though. Like, is people eat that up? Right, right. If you want to be single, you follow that type of advice. You want love, you listen to Osho. You listen to me. You listen to Courtney. You go back through the archives. You listen to Gerald Howard. You listen to Virgil. You listen to Marv. You listen to these guys who are on fire for Christ and are looking for love. 
You don't look at men who've been married and divorced like five times. That's not what you do. Okay? So, there's that. So, yeah, get, get those, um, lose, lose the preset determinations. You just, just be humble. Again, that's why these guys are going to other countries. There's something about a third world country. When I went to the Dominican Republic, these women, they made about $5 an hour. Some of their hotel or the resort staff, you know, they made minimum wage, like literally $5 an hour. Poor. Didn't know where the next meal was coming from. Just worked the job. that Had no money. But so friendly. So humble. And I'm not just talking about the resort. Some of the psychos were like, well, that's their job. Y'all are tourists. That's what they're supposed to. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. That's not why. They were actually that way. I'm a, Believe me, I can spot BS. I'm not talking about that, but we ventured out into the city. Okay, I'm not talking about the people on the resort. I'm talking about the people in the city. I'm talking about the people who were just there. Some of the most beautiful women walking the streets didn't have two nickels to rub together, but just humble. You see, I'm beautiful, but st- like so friendly. And, you know what I mean? And that's all it's about, man. Are you friendly? Or are you bogged down by years and years of emotional turmoil and distress? You can't have a great personality if you if you're still dealing with that type of hurt, pain, and resentment. You got to let it go. You got to give it to God. Was that you at one point bogged down with years of emotional turmoil and distress? Yes, yes. Just allowing it just to um, you know take over and control my life. You know, I, I can definitely relate to that. Don't let it do that. Once and it's not that hard. Once you do, once you give it to God, once you ask God to say, you know what, for, you know, forgive this person who 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 treated me like a hoe. Forgive this person who dogged me out, who cheated, who did whatever, got me pregnant and rolled out, is a bastard. You know, deadbeat dad, parent. You know, whatever. You gotta let let all that go. God will. You, we we know what the Bible says about deadbeat dad. You know, deadbeat dads. It says if you don't take care of any mem- member in your family, you're, you're as good as dead. You're you're spending eternity in hell. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the Bible says about deadbeat dads. So you know he's gonna get his. You know you just got to give it to him and trust that. The Bible says you know that the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is remain silent, remain still, remain calm. You know those little those uh, ridiculous little jokes on faith. Keep calm. Just keep, that's it. You know what I mean? Stay calm. Don't you? <laughs> All right, guys. What else, man? What, what number are we on, Chris? Was it seven, eight? Nine? We're on eight. All right. Number eight. Number eight. Lose the independent woman syndrome way of thinking. You know? Lose it. Get rid of it. A lot of times you see women out here who are, you know, they've they've raised themselves They've put themselves through school, put themselves through college, got a house, got a job, you know, you know, just raised their siblings in many cases, you know, doing some really positive things out here in the community. I sit on this board, that board, just doing some things. You know, I'm independent. I'm an independent woman. I grew up listening to Beyonce. That used to be my ringtone. But a lot of women don't realize that independent woman was about being a hoe. Did y'all know that? A lot of people don't know that. Say, what do you mean? 
What do you What do you mean, independent woman? I thought it was about being an independent woman. I thought it was about being successful. No, it was about being a gold digger and a hoe. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, if you listen to songs like Bills, 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 Can You Pay My Bills? You know, you're asking a man to pay your bills, but then the same woman, less than a year later, comes out with independent woman talking about some, I don't need you to pay my bills because I have my own. Is that not the epitome of hypocrisy? That is. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's like people that just slips through the cracks. Nobody caught that. It's like, wait a minute, you just came out with bills, 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 but now you're talking that independent woman? you talking about some, I only call you over when I'm feeling lonely. After it's all done, please get up and leave. Question. What the heck? You Like, y'all know that's what it says, right? A lot of people are like, no, I, didn't, I just listened to the hook. I just listened to Independent Well, I didn't really listen to what she was saying. That's a problem. She's singing about being a hoe. She's singing about having a friend with benefits. She's singing about getting smashed off on a Friday night, much like tonight, where she's feeling lonely. So a guy comes over and smashes, and then she's saying, you're not going to kick me out and dog me out. I'm going to kick you out and dog you out, making myself a hoe in the process. That's Independent Woman. You've got to leave that alone. You've got to get rid of that view. No man... Once an independent woman. The Bible specifically says man is not meant to be independent from woman. Woman is not meant to be independent from man. That's straight from the Bible. You are not, in fact, when you look at, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, Eve was made from Adam's rib. So how can you, you come from him. How can you be, why, not how can you be, because you can't be, but why would you want to be independent of a man? I'm not independent of my wife. My wife isn't independent of me. Why would she want to be? The whole point, when you look at these other cultures, they're not, they don't want to be independent. It's about loving each other, trusting each other, depending on each other. Now, if you're single... I'm not saying that you should be dependent on these losers. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get a great house, a great car, a great career. I'm not saying you should have all those things. But what I'm saying is don't think, well, two things. Don't think that that entitles you to anybody or anything. But then, two, you have to learn how to separate that. Okay? See, a lot of women, they manage call centers. A lot of women, you know, they supervise 50 employees. You know, I've I've worked for, you know, regional, you know, banking managers, young, you know, 35, 37-year-old black woman, you know, managing, you know, 100 people in the region, but single. And and not only single, but having this horrible attitude. And then quest- I would look at them like they were crazy. I mean, I would respect them just because they were in that position. I was looking at them like, yo, who do you think you're talking to? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like I used to, women like that were the type of women who would be my jump-offs back in the day, the regional managers, the branch managers, the, you know, the corporate executives. Those would be the women that I played the games with, the women who my homies strung along. You know, it's like, wait, you're trying to, just because you manage them, what you think, you're going to manage me too? You know what I mean? And it's just like, we look at women like that, it's like, hey, are you crazy? These men aren't impressed. So the best women are are able to be successful in the workplace, but 
be able to separate that and humble themselves and be submissive when the time is right. Unfortunately, a lot of women in today's society view submission not in the biblical sense of the word, but in a vulnerability type of way. And it, it's, it doesn't mean you're vulnerable, ladies. You know what I mean? And if you view it that way, that only means that you're still affected by whoever you submitted to in the past who broke your heart. Okay? You know, you got to leave that alone. you got to heal from that. Because, you know, if you're looking, if you're allowing future situations to be dictated by the negative experiences from your past, you know, it's not going to work out too well for you. So I would just chill. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would not, I would not uh, engage in that way of thinking if I were, if I were you guys. Um, what else though? Hope y'all appreciate this stuff, man. Like this, this is like life changing information right here. Seriously, share this information. Don't keep it to yourself. You know, download it on iTunes. All these shows are on iTunes. You know, upload it to your iPod, burn it onto a CD, use it as a reference point. You know, every so often, we do shows every night, but every so often there comes a show that needs to be, you know, really kept handy. You know, this is one of those shows. You know, the definition of an elite man, the definition of emotional availability, you know, the 10 steps to finding love, why men cheat, you know, like these, those are like the, you know, how to overcome the lies of the devil. Soul ties like these are like some of the all time classic shows you know that when it's all said and done, people will look back on it and be like, "Wow, you know that that's you know this is like some really inf- informative stuff, so I'm just saying because this is important, all right, number eight, no, number nine, nine, we're almost there, getting there, lose I'm sorry, number nine, yeah, lose any feelings of guilt. Shame uh, or guilt or shame about past bad decisions made in your life regarding men. Now, what do you mean by that, Daydon? Well, a lot of times you have women who are still dealing with guilt, shame, resentment, anger, you know, self-abuse. You know, what I mean by that is, um, <clears throat> you know, really just holding themselves accountable and responsible and, and, and even depressing themselves you know, because of how they let someone treat them. You know, maybe they had an abortion. Maybe they allowed a man to, you know, have sex with them and disrespect them, ejaculate all over their face or have sex with them, you know, in some type of crazy positions or, you know, uh, videotape. You know, I don't know. I'm just throwing, I don't know. You know what it is that you allowed him to do. But what I'm saying is whatever it is, Bible says to confess your sins to the Lord and he will make them as white as snow. You see what I'm saying, guys? So don't don't feel like whatever you did was the end all and be all, and, and you know you're you're unforgivable. You know, so don't don't do that. So this is you know so and that's I mean really that's that. I mean Courtney, is that something you ever struggle with personally? Yes. Yeah, that that was something um, I can definitely relate to. Just. Just feeling um, guilty. Um, I know a lot of women just can relate to that, just that feeling of regret, you know, wishing you could, you know, do it all over again and, and make a different decision. And so, um, yeah, that's where the devil gets you. And then you start feeling ashamed and, 
you know, feeling damaged, like no one's going to want you because you did X, Y, and Z, even though that was in the past and even though you're not that person anymore, you know, you allow the devil to tell you something different. Oh, yeah, and it's it's not even about that, too. It's not even about, you know, what you think is going on. It's about what the Bible has already written, <clears throat> what the what God actually says about forgiveness. You know, that's why I tell you every night, really just get into the Word, you know, read the Bible, you know, it, it you know, read about the Old Testament, read about the New Testament, read about forgiveness, read about God's love. You know, it's it's so many different areas that the Bible will uh be able to guide you into. You know what I mean? Uh, moving forward with your life and uh you know, you'll you'll be a lot happier. Um what else? So there's that. And then the most important thing, the number one thing, you so you lose the attitude Lose the weaves, lose the fake accessories, lose the friends with benefits, lose the unhealthy eating habits and non-existent fitness regimen, lose the negative and toxic friends and family in your life, lose the tattoos and piercings, lose the preset determinations about who you're entitled to based on your financial success, lose the independent woman syndrome way of thinking, lose any feelings of guilt, shame uh, about past bad decisions made in your life regarding men, and most importantly, find God. Finding God. I mean, that it seems very simple, but the reality is it should say find and trust God. Find and believe in God. Find and obey God. You see what I'm saying? Find and be spiritually mature to be obedient, you know, to God. And, and to recognize when God is actually speaking. Um one of the things that a lot of people do, you know, when I work with women, one of the first things I ask them, I say, you know, on a scale of one to ten, you know, or even how would you classify your relationship with God? I've counseled well over five hundred women over the years, and if I've counseled an even five hundred women and, and asked that, or I should say, if I've asked five hundred women that question, literally four hundred and ninety-five of them have said, well, uh, you know, it, it could be better. You know, um, you know. Well, it's I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. It's uh, not really where I would like it to be, but I'm, you know, something to that effect. And that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like it's you're working on it. You know what it is, and you're, you know, I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying. Typically, when you are on one accord with God, when your relationship with God is great, you're not going to find yourself dealing with those, those types of issues, the guilt, the shame the drama, the sex, really any of these things on this list you're not going to be dealing with once you really have found God. You know, there was a time when I was a Christian, but I hadn't really found God. I believed in God, but I hadn't found God. You know what I'm talking about, Courtney? Anybody out there know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Still living in the world. Oh, yeah. You can love God but be living in the world, you know, and unfortunately that's not going to bode well for your chances of being blessed by God with love if you haven't really found God and aren't living for God. So what do you think about this list, Courtney? I mean, anything on there that you as a woman feel was incorrect or not valid? No, all of them were good. I like every last one of them. Very one accurate. Of the that, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, so there's that. So like I said, man, you know, reflect on these. 
You know, really, don't just, you know, even if you need to go back, listen to the show again, listen to it its entire life, you'd be surprised. I have a lot of women who I work with privately who have really changed their lives. You'd be surprised at things that they'll tell me. They're like, yeah, you know, I'll get off of work and I'll, you know, driving home, I'm listening to your show and then I'll listen to it again or I'll go back and listen to like three different shows, three different three-hour shows. I mean, you know, I'm not saying y'all have to do that, but I'm saying that, you know, you're going to get out of this what you put into it. You know, if you're the best women, the women who I see the biggest transitions, you know, in finding love, becoming wives are the women who are doing the private sessions, they are listening to the show every night, you know, they're reflecting on the shows and how it, refle- how it represents or how it impacts their life in those situations. They are, um, you know, they're just, it's everything. It's a combination. So, you know, definitely be one of those women. You know, you're participating in the each woman group. You're, you know, active in the friends group. You know, you are, you know, trying to be a blessing to others on a daily basis. You're doing so many different things. You're in the word and um that's when that's when you get blessed with love. You know, that's when you become viewed differently by men looking for wives. Uh what else though? Let's do this let's do I wanna knock out at least at least one or two of these um emotional availability pop quizzes. You like these quizzes? Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Yo, these are yeah. good. I'm glad I came up with this idea cuz I do these types of things with my private in the private session. I'm like, "Wait a minute, why not?" You know, invite others. And I'll just tell you all straight up. If, and this is like a real quiz. If you know that you didn't do as well as you wanted to or you gave an answer that maybe I disagreed with or you see other women literally saying the exact opposite, you know, you I want, you know, see me. You know, see me after class. You know how they do in school. Like, you know, you may want to work privately with me. You may, may want to reach out to Courtney. You may want to get Oshul's perspective. You know, on um, you know what was how can I you know do better on the next one, um, and so let's I, I, I'm trying to decide which one I want to do because these are all very very good and uh, good situations for understanding men, uh, but let's just jump into it. Uh, let's start with this one. So, your this is a good one and listen carefully, okay? Because a lot of these are worded. When I word these, I word them very carefully um, and precisely. I don't just throw them out there. There's a reason why I word it the way I do. So, your ex-boyfriend from high school, who you've been friends with for the last 10 years, reveals that he has feelings for you. You've been seeing someone new for a few weeks now. You see potential for love, and you're not sure whether or not to tell him or to just kind of let it play out. Just go with the flow. Let's just see what happens here. Well, what you know, what do you do? Courtney, what's your thoughts on that on that uh that question, that situation? What as a woman, what was your answer? What was your advice? Well, not advice, but what how would you handle it? My answer cuz I saw that my answer to that was um to let them both go. That was my initial answer. Now, um, I know you know shit, but what you gotta explain? I mean, what does that even mean? Let them both. Oh go, yeah, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Really? So I, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, this is why I said let them both go, because the ex boyfriend that you've been friends with for however many years you said, I mean, just that alone, like that signals emotional unavailability right there. 
you know. So with that being said, that's obvious that he needs to be, you know, let go so that you can find love. So most people are like, okay, well, just let him go and, you know, move on with, you know, your current relationship or dating situation. I said let that guy go too as well because since you're emotionally unavailable, that means that you're only going to attract the liars, the cheaters, the dogs, and the manipulators. So you can't expect this to work out either because you're emotionally unavailable. So that's why I said let them both go and just take that time to yourself to heal. That was my answer. Right. Here's the thing. I want to go ahead and read. That's not a bad answer. I want to read, though, um, I'm going here on the thread from, and I want to read Veronica's answer who gave an absolutely perfect answer to this equation. Veronica said, I would not be friends with my ex-boyfriend to begin with, so I wouldn't be in this situation. And that's where I really want to take this back. If you look to the way the question is worded, it's a, and, and even Tamika, you know, shout out to her because she, was, she said it's a trick question. And it actually was a trick question. It is a trick question. There is no right answer to the question because there's a trick question. You know what I mean? It says your ex-boyfriend from school. It's actually an oxymoron. Your ex-boyfriend from school who you've been friends with for the last 10 years reveals he has feelings for you. A lot of people are focusing on the reveals that he has feelings for you, but they should be focused on the fact that your friends, and I'm using that term loosely, with your ex-boyfriend. That's an oxymoron. You can't be friends in the truest sense of the the word, which is platonic, with an ex-anything. So there is no such thing as an ex-boyfriend who's your friend for 10 years. Okay, that's not, that is emotional unavailability 101. You are going to, as a result of that quote-unquote friendship, are, as Courtney said, going to be attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. So, you know, the men who are not interested in you. So everything after that sentence becomes null and void. It becomes irrelevant. It becomes moot. So in the second part, that's why it's a trick question. So it says you've been seeing this new person for a few weeks now. You see potential for love, and you aren't sure whether or not to tell him or just see what happens. A lot of women are focused on, oh, man, should I tell him or should I not? It doesn't matter if you tell him or not. You know, because you're already that you, he's already viewing you as a potential sex partner because of the fact that you have this friend from your past. How do you even rec- I mean, how do you convey that to somebody? There's no possible way to tell him that and him to be okay with it and be like, oh, okay, yeah. So your ex boyfriend from ten years ago, who most likely took your took your virginity or experienced. You you know right after you lost your virginity, where most women wild out and become the biggest freaks. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, it's not you don't really get super turned out by the guy who took your virginity. A lot of times, a lot of times it's that next guy or the next guy after that. Let's you know let's be honest. So that ex from ten years ago, we already know what that's hitting for. We already know what he did with you, most likely. So we're automatically thinking like, well, dang, a friend. This is somebody, you know had her hanging from the freaking chandelier and now she wants me to believe this is just her friend? Nah, and, and, and it hasn't been hitting it over these last 10 years? Now, whether that's the case or not, what's going on in our mind is, oh, hell no. Like, that's, that's like what he's thinking. He's like, oh, it ain't going down. 
You know what I mean? So right then and there, any thought of him taking you seriously has now gone out the window. So there is no potential for love. It doesn't matter if you tell him or not because we as men already have that intuition where we can feel the presence and sense the presence of those other guys. So don't be focused on, oh, should I be honest? And it it only makes it worse also. It's already a bad situation. But there were women on the thread who even said, I wouldn't even tell him. Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) I'm like, what the heck? You wouldn't even tell him. What I mean, what kind of woman are you? So now not only are you emotionally unavailable, you've been harboring this, this, this hidden friendship and, you know, and entertaining these feelings that this guy has because you didn't just find out that he had feelings for you when he revealed it. Keep it real. You knew, you know what I mean? You You knew because... He, you know, he he was. There were things that he was doing to show you that. So let's just, you know, you got to get over it. You got to let him. You got to let that go. You got to just keep it moving, keep it pushing. Um, don't even put yourself in those types of situations where you're going to attract guys. I mean, you ask ninety percent of women out here. You know, do you, you know, what what men are in your in your life? Not, I'd say I'd literally put it. Ninety percent of women have. Some at least one ex-boyfriend, you know, one quote-unquote friend, who is most likely someone they used to deal with, you know, on some level, if not a blatant sexual level, you know, and many have a current and active friend with benefits. That's most women out here. I mean, it's most men out here too. I'm not, you know, not blaming y'all. I'm just saying. If that's you as a woman, you can't expect a man to take you seriously if you've got these random guys who are staples in your in your life. Courtney, ask me how many male friends my wife has. Zero. Right. And that and let me just say this, I mean, that that is the case, but you know, that's not to say that it's impossible for a woman to have male friends. I'm not saying that because you can. You absolutely can. But the problem with that is, is it, and, you know, are those male friends actually platonic? And I'm not just talking about how you view those friends. I'm talking about how those friends view you. I'm talking about what their history is like between the two of you. If the history is not 100% platonic, then the relationship ain't platonic. And it never was and it never will be. And no man will ever be 100% comfortable with it. A lot of women are trying to figure out, well, dang, why is he viewing me this way? How come he's not moving forward this way? How come, you know what I mean, he's playing games? Well, well, what kind of friends do you have? He's not stupid. He's not going to invest himself emotionally, financially into a situation where he's not fully comfortable. No man would. He might hit it. He might lead you to believe he's going to. But he's not really going to take a woman seriously if he's not comfortable. That's what a lot of women don't get. It's like, ah, he's cool. Yeah, we have something going on. But you never really put yourself into the mind of that man and say, is he 100% comfortable with me? I was comfortable with my wife. Is he comfortable with you or is he just with you? Is he just tolerating you? Is he just biding his time with you? 
Those are the things that you really have to, to – most women don't think like that. And, you, you know, it's not a natural thing to think like a man if you are a woman. It's not even – you shouldn't even try to. But now that you are – I'm putting you into that mind frame of try, not thinking like a man, because that's that Steve Harvey crap. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. But it's about trying your best to understand the thought process of men. Okay, there's a big difference between thinking like a man and understanding our thought process. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so any any questions about that, Courtney, or um, any of you guys out there, or anything we need to add to it? No, I don't think so. Right, because you, you just messed the answer all up, Courtney, so we're just going to go ahead and move on from that. But, <laughs> shout, you know, shout out to Veronica. Whatever. Who, let me just go through real quick. Veronica, uh, Terry, you know, who, who's been on fire lately. Aaron, and here it is right now. Let me just read Aaron's also. She says, I know I'm late, but first off, an ex shouldn't be still contacting you at all. Keep what has passed in the past. The ex will be reminded again to stop contacting me, and I would keep it moving with the guy that I am currently dating. You see that? Basically cutting them both off. These are great answers. You know what I mean? Although I want to tweak you know, that a little bit, it's not keep it moving with the guy that I'm currently dating. It's that, again, as Veronica said, she shouldn't even be dating that guy to begin with because she's been self-reflecting and she understands that based on her past, she's still emotionally unavailable. That's, you know what I mean? That's the that's the correct answer right there. So, Aaron, that's, that's, I, I got to take off one, but still an excellent answer. These are all, for the most part, passing grades. You know, overall, I give this thread a C plus. You know what I'm saying? It's fun, man. I always wanted to be a teacher growing up. Like, that's the funny thing, man. It's, it's really great. Um, you know, it's exciting. Just, you know, just because it's like people really, you know, they enjoy learning, and I enjoy teaching. So I'm glad you guys tuned in tonight. Um, y'all want to do one more? What you think, Courtney? Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, my spot is already nice and warmed up and laid out for me on the couch, so I got some time to, um, you know, to, to do a couple more. You know what I mean? Sometimes I try to go upstairs to the, uh, you know, to the uh, to the bedroom, man. Aubrey's in my spot on the bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Danny's sprawled out. I'm like, oh, gee. You know what I mean? Thanks. I guess I'll just go back downstairs. You know what I mean? To the man cave. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see what we got here. Which one do I want to do? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Here's one. Uh, this this was a good one, and this is this is one that I really I, I said a C C minus at first, but I want to downgrade this to an overall D. You know what I mean, or a D minus, because this is just horrible. A lot of responses here. You know, a lot of women just didn't get it. But this is what we're here for. We're here to talk about it. Good one. You've been out on a few dates. With a man who you're very physically attracted to, and you've even shared a few kisses. After dinner and a movie, you go back to his place to chill or watch another movie. After the movie, it's close to 1 a.m. You know, so let's say you get, you know, dinner at 7, you know, have a nice little dinner till about 9. Go back to the crib because it's still only 9 o'clock, 9.30. It's like, oh, okay, we're enjoying each other's company. Well, I'm not ready for the night to end. So, hey, just want to go back, watch another movie. Hey, that's cool. 
movie's over about twelve thirty, twelve forty five, almost one o'clock. So, but you're tired. You know, it's already one. You've been out. You maybe you went to work that day. Let's say it's a Friday. Had to work up at six a.m. It's now one a.m. You're exhausted. You live maybe forty five minutes from his place, and um, you know, after a few glasses of wine, he, he didn't want to be a a cheap bastard and not offer you anything to drink. He just happened to have some wine. So, hey, let's watch it. You know, here's a glass of wine as we watch some movies. Nothing wrong with that necessarily. And, um, you know, but now you're feeling a little tipsy, but more tired than anything. Um, but the wine doesn't help the equation. Uh, so you say, plus being tired from a long day, driving home may not be the best idea. What do you do? What do you do? Now, I want y'all to, if y'all go, you know, onto the thread, go into the group, you'll see a number of answers, at least maybe like 50, 60 comments, and, um, a wide uh, range of of answers. What are your thoughts on this, Courtney? How did you feel about it? Oh, I felt that in that type of situation, you spend the night. Because leaving, it's just not wise. You know, you've already had too much to drink, so you have the alcohol on top of being sleepy, which is a bad combo anyway. And so trying to drive on top of that, that's just not smart. So... I would definitely sleep on the couch. Like, it wouldn't be an issue for me. Right, right. Let me read a really good answer. <clears throat> and this is one of the ones that, that, that Terry, uh, it's funny. I want to read, a, I want to read a hor- some horrible answers. <clears throat> I won't say the young woman's name. But there were some absolutely hor- horrible answers here and ridiculous answers. Young woman says, whoa, back to his place to chill, set up for a run-up. She goes on to say, call a cab, <laughs> whatever that, set up for a run-up. What, what you into? What you, what's a run-up? Like, what the heck? What, what have you been doing back in the day? How many times did that happen? <laughs> I mean, like, we'll talk about it. But call a cab because I'm not going to the crib. First of all, here's the thing. Let's just really look at this from a logical perspective. You live 45 minutes away. Your car is at his place. You're going to call a cab to take you all the way back home and then get a ride or call another cab the next day to go get your car, then drive all the way back home. A 45-minute cab ride is, depending on where you live, I mean, that could be 50, 60 bucks. So you're going to spend 60 bucks, you know, and inconvenience yourself to having to go take multiple trips to pick up your car just because? You feel like you you probably would you would give him sex. I mean I mean does that even make? I'm not gonna say it doesn't make sense because it but it but it makes it tell it's very telling about what you're into. It's very telling about how big of a freak you are, how much little how little self control you have over your your sexual desires and urges. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Here's another young woman. She says, I'd rather have someone come and pick me up because I'm not staying at his house, one, because of temptation, plus because my flesh is weak. What the heck? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry for me to be a jerk. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, I'm finding a hard time. 
I mean, that's like saying, basically, it's not my flesh is weak. It's that either you're a hoe or you're not. And this is no disrespect to anyone specifically. But I'm just saying, when you're not a hoe, you know, meaning when you respect your body enough to say, you know what, I'm not having sex with you. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't going down. I'm celibate. I'm on fire for Jesus Christ. I am rooted in the word. I don't care if I'm sexually attracted to you. We're not going there. Like, it ain't happening. You know, if that's how you are, that's the type of lifestyle you live, then it's not an issue. You know, like me personally, like, I'm not a crackhead. So I can walk by a crack house without being tempted to smoke some crack. I'm not an alcoholic. So if a couple of friends are having a a party at a restaurant where alcohol is served or even at a lounge, guess what? I can go and not feel like I'm going to leave pissy drunk. But that's only because I'm not a crackhead. That's because I'm not an alcoholic. I can be in a room with people where people are smoking cigarettes but not feel the need to smoke a cigarette because I don't smoke cigarettes. You see what I'm saying? That's not my issue. So if you're not a hoe, if you're not promiscuous, if you're not a freak, you should be able to sit in someone's presence without feeling the need to lift your buttocks up and allow him to slide down your panties and allow him to run up in you. You should be allowed, you should be able to do that. If you're emotionally available and you're on fire for Christ, you will be able to just chill and watch a movie. This question said nothing about sex. I specifically worded it in saying that you are physically attracted to someone and you've maybe kissed them. From where I come from, being attracted to somebody and possibly sharing a little kiss, that doesn't mean you got to give them the, the booty. I mean... Where are people getting sex from just being attracted? I mean, since when does just an attraction lead to sex? Am I missing something, Courtney? Well, you know what you, it is. Real quick, you know, people, oh, hold on, hold on, real quick, real uh-huh. quick. Let me just ask you this question. Real quick. Do you have sex with everybody you're attracted to? No. Right. Now, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say people um, just reverted back to, you know, the movie nights with someone who – only wanted them for sex and just the outcome of that, like mentally they're still going back there. And so they're thinking, I think that's a part of it. Because remember, I don't know if you remember, but I was asking in the thread, I asked one of the ladies, I said, well, what's the problem? You don't trust them? And she went into this long thing and said, no, I don't because blah, 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 blah. You know, someone else says, sex is too easy a temptation to indulge in. Now we add attraction, alcohol, a good time had by all, some in someone else's comfort zone, nope, I would go home. You you know, you guys have to look at it from this perspective. At some point, you're going to be dealing with, you know, on this walk with Christ, in this journey for love, you're going to date. And ideally, the person you're going to date, who's going to hopefully one day be your husband, guess what? You're going to be attracted to them, and he's going to be attracted to you. At some point, you're going to have to resist the temptation. Otherwise, why would you be there to begin with? I mean, let's be honest. You're, gonna, you're not going to date someone who you're not physically attracted to. And at some point, you probably will share, you know, a kiss. So if you're going to share a kiss, guess what, guys? It doesn't have to lead to sex. If you respect your body and when you respect your body, it won't lead to sex. And 
above all else, when you're dealing with a true man of God, which is the most important thing, he's you're, you're not going to realize you're not realizing he's not going to be playing tug of war with the panties. These answers, these responses, are a hundred percent influenced by past bad experiences. This is the epitome. This might be one of the best and most informative questions we've done to date because it's the epitome. It's a, it's an emotional availability pop quiz. And this thread epitomizes emotional availability. You have women taking bad past experiences, experiences where they've done just this exact situation. They've gone out on a date. They've gone back to the crib. They've gotten the massage. They've shared the kiss. And then the panties came down willingly. The sex went down. They ended up leaving the next morning feeling uncomfortable. That has happened for many women, including myself, it's happened. You know what I mean? On a number of occasions. And so if you are taking those past experiences and saying, wow, I didn't like that feeling. I don't want that to happen again. You're you're saying, well, I'm going to take that situation and dictate or use it to dictate and determine how I carry myself in the future situation. That's emotional unavailability. The key to emotional availability is letting go of your past, as we said earlier. In fact, what was it? What number was that, Courtney? Number nine? Uh, number uh, eight? Yeah, it was. I think it was yeah. nine. No, it feelings was, yeah, of guilt yeah. and shame about past. Yeah, those nine. Right, number nine. Lose any feelings of guilt or shame about past bad decisions regarding men. So, you know, it's like, I mean, you look at my wife. Like back in the day, we—I mean, we hung out. She came over to the crib, watched the movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh my God, we gotta have sex. Like no, it's not what it was about. And if that's not what you're about, then it's not gonna happen. And if you're dealing with a true man of God, that's not gonna be what he's about. Now here's the thing: you you gotta look at how you're also gonna be viewed here, because if I'm saying, look, all right, is because there's not first of all, let's be clear. If you're a classy woman, at 9 o'clock at night, there's and you've been out, you feel comfortable with this guy, you've been out with him all day, there's nothing absolutely wrong with with, uh, with going back to the crib, you know, just to chill for a little bit at 9 o'clock. I mean, you don't have, I mean, like, we're adults here. Let's, we're not, let's, you know what I mean? Let's cut the crap. Nobody wants to go home at 9 o'clock. You're enjoying each other's company. This is real life. This isn't a fairy tale. You know, there's no no reason why you have to just end the date that early. You're enjoying each other's company. This might be your future wife, your husband. Who says you have to just go? You you know what I mean? Maybe you just want to enjoy yourself, go back to the crib, keep it going a little bit longer. That does not mean it has to be an invitation for sex. That man, and I would really question that man, if at 1 o'clock in the morning he allowed that young woman you know, to to drive back tipsy 45 minutes on the expressway at nighttime by herself for the sole purpose of not being able to. I mean, think, how do you even say that? Like, well, look, let's say it's me, me and you, Courtney. It's like, all right, look, we, you know, it's a good time. Dang, I didn't realize it was this late. Time got away from us. It. It's already 1 o'clock. You're a little bit tipsy. You're a little tired. You know, hey, I'm a, why don't you do this? You sleep in my bed. I'll take the couch. 
or here, just, you know, sleep here. I'll pull the bed out. The couch folds out into a bed. Just, you got anything to do in the morning? No, okay. Oh, yeah, why don't you just, I feel comfortable if you just stayed here. You know, no funny business, but I really want you to just be safe. I don't want you driving this late at night. And um, you know what I'm saying? Just, just Why don't you just leave first thing in the morning? I, that's what a, a true man of God, a gentleman would say, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Why don't you just chill? You know, leave first thing in the morning. I give you a T-shirt or whatever you can sleep in. You know, give you a towel, you know, washcloth, whatever for the morning. Nothing. Like, you know what I mean? You got to get your minds out of the gutter. Got to get your, you know what I mean? We're talking about your safety. We're talking about being a gentleman. We're talking about convenience. Why would you want to drive 45 minutes when you don't have anything to do the next morning? You could just chill. Like, this is all things being equal. Like, you, you don't have to go home that night. You don't have to work. It's a Friday. You can just sleep in Saturday. Why would you do that? What would you even say to that man? Well, actually, I really, I'm, I'm kind of horny right now. And I really, actually, I just want to jump your bones. So if I stay here, I'm probably going to end up, you know, having sex with you. So it's probably best that I drive home and take a chance at being wrapped around, a, you know, an electric pole. You know what I mean? But just, just because I want to avoid, you know, getting on top of you and riding you all night long. Like, how do you even present that to the man? And he's looking at you like, uh, actually, I don't even want to have sex. I actually just want you to be safe. Like, how do you... You, you see what I'm saying, Courtney? Yeah. I How do you even say that? Because, like, imagine, what if you're assuming, like, a lot of these women, they're not even thinking that this is a man of God. They're assuming that he's thinking the same things you're thinking. No, nah, get your freaky mind out the gutter. If you're even now, it's a different thing. This is it. We're not talking about him right now. We're talking about the woman. It's a different thing if you're out with somebody who has been touchy-feely, who is, is, you know, engaging in a whole bunch of sexual conversation. You get back to the crib. He's talking about the massage. He's rubbing on your leg. He's trying to get you, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, Dad, it's kind of late. You, I think you might be a little tipsy. You might need to stay here, and well, let's just hear you, you sleep with me, but I won't touch you. We'll just spoon all night. No, 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 that's, that's the BS right there. You know, I'm not talking about that. That's when you actually want to say, actually, I think I'm going to go, or I think I'm going to call a cab because I feel a little uncomfortable. Well, then, yeah, you all, or let me have somebody come and get me, something like that. But we're not talking about that. This, these, these responses given by the women were, look, I'm, I'm feeling a little horny, and not, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about myself not being able to keep my panties up. I mean, isn't that really what's being said, Courtney? Yeah. Let's read something that Terry said. And this is a really good uh, point that she made. She said, I believe it's a complete, uh, it's completely a state of mind and spiritual health. I can block my sexual desires if I put my mind to it. Yeah, if I'm thinking about, well, you know, then, yeah, I'm going to be all sweaty and ready. But if you go in being completely emotionally available without fear and doubt, you'll be fine. If you're a hungry type of woman, then the guy will feel that. He'll sense it, and he'll push it. If you're chill and in control, wine or any type of gimmicks can't make you do anything. You've already set your mind to not doing. Excellent. Do you see that? That is a perfect answer. For, I mean, that, I, there's no better response to that from a woman. 
It would be impossible to give a better response. That is the correct answer. That is the answer that will be given. That's the state of mind that will be had if, you know, you're the type of woman that a man is going to look at as a wife as opposed to a woman he just wants to smash. If you're on that, oh, no, I can't be here, let's be honest. You might not give it up that night, but you'll be back that next night. Keep it real. And that's when the sex goes down. Y'all think I've never y'all think I don't know what I'm talking about? Don't y'all know there are women who I they they wanted to rip my freaking clothes off. And they'd be like, Oh no, I'm gonna go 